King Gates, you all the savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Hot sports radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Famers, come and go. Let's rob and get the corkscrew. Tim, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports team. Bring the wood. Step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice, you heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles, you're an honorary captain. Download the podcast, follow on Twitter. Wanna sports It's a major bass going on there, Tony Dude. Bruno. Can you hear me now? No, this is not the Democratic uh, presidential debates. We actually are on the air everywhere. And even though it's just Robin and I who join you every single day, for the most part, Luigi's here sometimes. Oh, that's better. What did you just do right now, Robin? I took off the... Uh, you the can't ac- take the bass out of the voice. Give me a little more bass. It's all about that bass. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, but now it's-, it's too much treble. <laughs> the hell's no, the matter with you? Rob? I don't know what. What happened. is this? The Democratic debates again? <laughs> and everyone in the audience is going to complain about what that guy just said is absolutely right. Exactly. Seriously, this just happened all of a sudden. I don't know what's going on with the board. Stop the hammer! I know what the hell's going on here, Robin. This isn't NBC where we got billions of dollars. In that, that's terrible. It sounds even worse than before. I'm going to leave it. Jesus. Jesus. It's either there or there, or out there somewhere. There you go. That, leave the bass in there. <laughs> Nobody's going to complain about too much bass. What the hell's the matter with you? All right. Sounds better that way. It's all about that. Well, you know what I'm saying. Meanwhile, it is a thirsty throwback Thursday, June 27th, and we've got all kinds of action today. We've got daytime action, nooner action, even though it's afternoon. We've got a lot of baseball, and we will keep you up to date on all the daytime games going on. Philly's going for the four-game sweep against the Mets. We've got uh, Texas, Detroit, Tampa Bay, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Houston, Seattle, Milwaukee, and Cubbies, and Atlanta in Chicago, where Craig Kimbrell expected to make his debut for your Chicagoland area Cubs. So we'll talk a lot about baseball. We have the Democratic debates. We're not going to do a debate breakdowns and talk politics on this show. We have fun with politics every once in a while. We'll take cheap shots. That's what I do. That's how I approach. I don't spend 887 days every single day obsessed with politics. Just fun to me until it matters, which is about 18 months from now when the next election happens. If I'm going to get worked up every single day, Robin, about 
what's happening and who said what and what. But the debates are important. Now, I didn't watch them because I'm watching a baseball game. And the Phillies were down 4 nothing, And I'm saying, what the hell, man? And that Jason Vargas was dealing, slopping it up there. Nobody could hit the guy. And then, thankfully, Mickey Calloway, the manager, can we call him the beleaguered manager of the New York Metropolitans, does what everybody in New York and all the Mets fans have been complaining about all year. He goes to the bullpen when his starting pitcher, nobody was able to hit him until the seventh. And he had thrown 77 pitches into the seventh inning. And they take him out, and he was not happy. I, was, I thought maybe they were going to come to blows afterwards. Earlier in the week, they were going after reporters. Last night, it looked like Mickey Calloway and the pitcher, who also went after the reporter, were going to go after each other. And luckily, the Mets' bullpen spit the bit again, and the Phillies' bullpen got it done. And all of a sudden, a three-game winning sweep and a, sweep, a three-game winning streak, and the sweep is in play this afternoon. I like the fact of bringing out bamboo rakes and bamboo brooms today to the ballpark. <laughs> yeah, because I, like I didn't that. get a. I got to get a bamboo. I used to have those all over the place, but now, like those Eagles dog masks. Remember that when the with the underdog a couple mm-hmm. years ago Super Bowl. Now all of a sudden, bamboo. I bet you if I go to Home Depot today, they'll be sold out of bamboo because every Tom, Dick, and Harry is going to go out and buy bamboo because bamboo seems to be the Phillies' new lucky charm. Hey, you know, whatever works. Whatever works. Exactly. Listen, there's nothing wrong with bamboo. It grows fast. That's the one thing about it. We used to have it in the backyard in Venice. Right. And that's those suckers get to be 100 feet tall. That's why it's really, probably right now, the most popular wood as far as renewable. Yeah, I mean, you it's strong, mm-hmm. it's versatile, like you can bend it if you have it under steam conditions. I mean, exactly, no, it does everything. There's you, bamboo bicycle frames yeah, being made now. There's scaffolding, bamboo scaffolding exactly. that's actually just as, practically as strong as steel. This is a good wood breakdown segment right hey, now. I am a wood expert. Anytime I'm <laughs> talking wood, you know you get my attention, Robin. <laughs> not carry wood, of course, and not all the other woods that we can run down. We're not going to because we're getting the show underway. We thank you for joining us. All of our new followers, our new subscribers, and of course, we thank our regulars who are here every single day. Almost like a religious retreat. It's almost like a pilgrimage to the wine cellar in South Philadelphia every day. Yeah. You're not going to Mecca because they tore that down in Milwaukee. You're going to the sports Mecca and the fun Mecca. We are underway. Aaron Nola and the Mets and the Phillies underway at Citizens Bank Park. I'm and all of our friends are joining us. Groot is on the line. Hello, Groot. Groot. A lot of people are using that Groot thing as their walk-up. Would we call that now again? I always forget what it's, it's called. It's the blurp. The blurp. Blurp walk-up. Basically, where you have your own walk-up sound, so we yes. know you're on. If you are at least a Tier 1 subscriber, mm-hmm. you can go. There's the, the, the cute little pink and red and white blossom flower thing on there. If you hover over that, then oh, you can I love sign blossom up. Flowers. You can sign up for your own walk-up sound. Beautiful. Now my stream chat is not running here for some reason. I don't know why, Robin. I don't know what happened in here. You're here until late at night, and then you're here early oh, in the morning. Yeah. And everything changes. I know people change, feelings change, seasons change. But why the hell is everything changing every day on the show, Robin? I know you're adding new equipment and you're working your butt off down here, which I don't want you to do because there's nothing, there's nothing worse than having butts worn out and flattened as we age. Yeah, no, I know. I, I want to see a little pumps in the bumps. I want to see some bumps in the pumps. 
But anyway, we are underway, and we want to thank you all for joining us. We'll keep an eye on the daytime baseball. As I mentioned, Dallas Keuchel got his first win as a Brave last night. Nick Markakis, a three-run bomb. Five three winners over the Cubs, the Braves were. But they're already back in action. And another hour from now, they'll get underway in the finale at Wrigley Field. And Craig Kimbrell, as I mentioned earlier, will be getting out there perhaps in his first a- action for your Chicagoland Area Cubs. Now, Yankees are hot. Some teams are hot. That, that National League Central Division, it's just back-to-back. Looks like the Mets early on here just really want to get the hell out of Philadelphia. Two strikeouts in the first two batters for Aaron Nola. Only seven pitches so far. It's hot. It's sticky. It's daytime after nighttime. It's the right time. And uh, Aaron Nola's dealing already in the first inning, facing a couple of really good hitters in the Mets. The Mets fans are dejected. They're telling me all over the place, hey, the volume is low according to uh, people listening out there. I don't know what you did, Robin, but it doesn't sound the same No, today. it does not. And I didn't actually didn't do anything. It just sort of happened by itself. So I apologize, people. I don't know what's going on. It just... You adjusted the horizontal and you adjusted the vertical. I did. Did we yeah. hire the people that ran the NBC debates last night? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of that, let's go to that. And again, I... This isn't about taking political sides. This is just having fun. And this show, every day, Robin and I are going back and forth. You know, there's something wrong because we're doing it ourselves. We're not a multi-billion dollar organization here. Robin does all the technical stuff. I try to help her as much as I can. And then something happens. It sounds like, you know, we, we, we are doing things every day to make the show better. The phone system, Robin's learning how to work, uh, the attenuator the Gaframistan, and all the other important parts. Yeah. Oh, Rebel Man's got his blurt music now. Oh, is that what the new is? Uh-huh. Wow, that's a long one. I was wondering what that was. I'm like, I'm not playing anything, I swear to God. No, that's the walk-on from, from Mr. <laughs> Rebel Man down there. It's so funny because... Rebel like, Man 9311. Damn it, Robin. <sighs> but anyway, let's get back to uh, broadcasting activities. Yes. So last night, if you were watching the Democratic debates, congratulations. If you weren't, you were like a lot of people. Again, you can watch whatever you want. I'm not telling you watch, don't watch. You can watch it till, your, till the cows come home. I'm just saying that they had the same types of problems. So when people make fun of us, two people just in a basement in South Philadelphia or the cellar, it's because we're trying to make things better. But remember, we do this every day. NBC's worth gazillions of dollars. They get the whole thing. It's not like they just found out a couple of hours beforehand that they were doing a debate inside an arena in Miami. So what happens? They start the debate, and something goes terribly, terribly wrong. So can we play the tape now, Robin? Get this. What? There's no video. What? Like every, like Have we been sabotaged by NBC? I think so. I think that they knew that we were going to be making fun of them, and like literally everything is just shutting down. Are we in Operation Shutdown already, like the Mets in the first top of the first inning? <laughs> what the hell is going on back here? I believe we have uh, Lawrence O'Donnell of MSNBC responding. Uh, it just fucking sucks. It fucking sucks to be out here with this out-of-control shit. Out-of-control shit. Out-of-control shit. Keep talking amongst yourselves. So we can't play the opening of... So we can't even play the opening where we're going to mock the 
debate, yeah, the literally. first part of the debate everything, last night. Everything is just stopped. So we're more of a shit show than the de- Democratic debate last night when it comes to technical stuff. What the hell is going on out here? Someone in that control room is out of control. Seriously. It is. <laughs> we got Pino down here. Summerson's checking in, just got back from Europe. Remember, he was in Sicily, he claimed the other day, remember? He said, we picked the wrong week to come back to the States. It's hot and humid, and those deb- debates just put me to sleep. Well, then don't watch it. You watch it or you don't watch it. If you missed it, though, do we have no, we have no tape available right now? Now I do. I finally, it's, it's back up and running, Tony Bruno. All so right, here good we go. job, Robin. Now, let's go to the beginning of the debate to show you, just like this show, sometimes everything... Well, basically, it's the, it's, the, it's the moral to this show and the moral to life. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly. And we have those problems occasionally. We're doing three straight hours here. We don't have a panel of 7,000 technicians in the back and control rooms and microphones everywhere else. But ladies and gentlemen, if you missed it, let's go back to last night. Miami, NBC, MSNBC, on this broadcast, it was on CNN as well, I believe. But this was an NBC-hosted event, so let's go to the tape. We are less than 50 miles from Parkland, Florida, where 17 people were killed in a school shooting last year and where there has been significant activism on gun violence ever since. Many of you are calling for a restoration of an assault weapons ban, but even if implemented, there will still be hundreds of millions of guns in this country should there be a role for the federal government? Your other mics are on. Uh, everybody's mics are on. I, I think we have a. I heard that too. That's okay. I think we had a little mic issue in the back. Control room. We've got. We have the. I think audio. we heard. Yeah, we have the audience audio. All right. So the question is simply this: Sorry. We're talking. We're from. I apologize. You guys didn't get to hear this. Uh, the first part of the question. Obviously, we're not far from Parkland, Florida. Uh, gun activism has become uh, a big part of high school life up yeah. there in Broward County. Many of you are calling for tighter gun restrictions. Some of you are calling for the restoration of the assault weapons ban. But even if it's put in place, there's still going to be perhaps hundreds of millions of guns still on the streets. Is there a role for the federal government in order to play in order to get these guns off the streets? <laughs> we are, we are hearing our colleagues' audio. I, if the control room could turn off the mics. Yeah, if the, if the control room could turn off the mics of our previous moderators, we will. I think it's the prior moderators. There's a woman talking in my ear about something that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. We are going to take a quick break. We're going to get this technical uh, situation fixed. We will be right back. Stop the hammering. And everyone in the audience who's going to complain about what that guy just said is absolutely right. Who's asking for a Labor Day rundown in my ear? There's a woman talking in my ear about something that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. It's either there or there, or out there somewhere. Anything else, Larry? It just fucking sucks. It fucking sucks <laughs> to be out here with this out of control shit. Yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds about right. Wow. Stop the hammering. <laughs> you know, I'm not laughing at the suffering of others. Actually, I am because that's NBC, okay? That's not Tony and Robin in the basement, in the cellar. That's NBC. 
They got like 500 people working on that broadcast. What a train wreck. And yeah, we make fun of ourselves when we screw up. They weren't making fun of themselves. Chuck Todd didn't know what to do. It's ridiculous. But the best part, this is the final part of the debate that we will discuss today, until tonight's debate. And then we won't talk about that at all tomorrow. But in the meantime, in case you missed the crux of it, here is uh, pretty much a recap. And it's only like 30 seconds long, so we're not going to do an hour on this. Let's get the final recap on exactly what you missed if you did not watch the Democratic uh, debate part one with 10 people on the stage. Ten more tonight. Let's go to the tape. I'd like to say to you and to everyone here, gracias para vivar en la casa, en las escuelas, en el azul marcada. Tienes con vivir en las fortunas. And gracias. <laughs> there it was, ladies and gentlemen, in case you missed it. Everybody trying to speak Spanish last night. I only got one thing to say about that whole thing. Almost as bad as the first 20 minutes of this show today. But we're not trying to screw it up. We don't have people talking in the background, at least. I might have to do, like, a quick board reset or something. Can you hit the reset? What's the other thing that people keep telling us to do? Not Control-Alt-Delete? But there was another term somebody used. Hard boot? No, not a hard boot. It was a term I had never heard before. Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get it all straightened out. But if I, do, if I do a hard reset of the board, then what happens is nobody will hear anything for a minute. It'll only be the sound, though, not the, not the video. So we can just sit here and pretend that we're like, uh, maybe you'll speak Spanish. Robin will speak a little German, a little Dutch. I'll give you a little Italian a little Spanish. I'm trying to see if, like, one of the cats accidentally walked across the board. Nobody peed. None of the cats peed on anything, no, no, right? No, 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 no. Okay. No, the only thing that could have happened is that they could have pressed something, and I'm like, I'm like, trying. We to sound look. very, very bassy. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very bassy. It's very bassy. Now, if this it's, is late night and I'm playing like love songs on the coast, it sounds all right. Okay. This is, it's going to sound crappy just for a second, but I'm going to turn off. The, there's only one button that's lit up. That Are you I, sure now? Yeah, it's going to sound We're crappy. not going to blow up? We're not going to be taken <laughs> off the air? Hey, this is Experiment uh, with the Board Live on Thursday with Tony and Robin. Woo! It's either there or there, or out there somewhere. Exactly. What it is, Robin, is what it is. Okay. So I know this sounds crappy. Mm-hmm. Just bear with me. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't bear Delaware. And not, can I keep talking though? Yeah, you can. Oh, I can keep talking. So we don't have to observe radio silence here. No. Do I play a tone like they do on the emergency broadcast system? No. This okay. is only a test, ladies and gentlemen. Only a test. Okay. So we are just going to bring a couple things up. This actually, I mean, to me, this sounds better than the full-on bass, bass, bass. Yeah, you got to have some bass though. But I don't want to hear any treble. <sighs> Phillies go out in the uh, first inning. They had a double play ball that they already reviewed a play in this game, and uh, they ruled that it wasn't a double play. That's and bad. then they finally get out of the inning uh, with a strikeout with the man running. 
Okay, that, that was actually better than it was before, I believe. By the way, I have, I have breaking news, too, already from the Swedish. So it's not just this show. It's not just the Democratic National Committee, the debates. Pretty much everything screwed up today. I have breaking news from the Swedish chef already on this program. Oh, no. Yes. He says, NBC must have also been running my local Burger King last night. I drove up and was told the broiler was broken. The oh. broiler was broken. That's an the outrage. The broiler was broken. Get out! Get out! I gotta get out of here. I think I'm gonna lose it. Uh, I, I think so, too. That's unbelievable. <laughs> okay, Tony, that's actually better, right? Oh, yeah, that's much better now. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Robin has gotten it fixed. And we didn't even have to go to a break. No, I didn't have to reset the board. You guys didn't lose sound at all. That was a good job out of you, Robin. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, you know who I'm going to blame? Who? I'm going to blame Lily. Lily, because she climbs up on the equipment every night? She's up here in her post position already. Well, this morning she wanted a lot of attention. Yep. And she came over and she started walking over all of everything. And I think she actually... Damn it, Robin. you got to keep the cats off the equipment. Tell me about it. Jesus. Tell her that. Well, if you weren't down here at old midnight every night, she wouldn't come down here. She likes her mama. What it's can I say? Outrage. It is an outrage. Anyway, let's get back down to the business. Uh, wait, before we go to the business. We are already ready. The business is already underway. Yes, it is. But we have important business that I wanted to bring up because we didn't get to do it on air yesterday. We had mail that arrived yesterday, like within five minutes of the show closing. And it was another box from oh, Amazon. What's in the box? So you opened it yesterday because you wanted to reconfigure it and get it ready. Right. And, and it's a beautiful, and not, it is, another new piece of equipment. It is another new piece of equipment. It is a multi line phone system, which um, allows us to have hold capabilities mm -hmm. and a couple of, that I have not figured out yet. Haven't figured it out. I hooked it up so I know that we have phone calls coming in. And we don't have multiple lines yet. We still have the one line, 215. 462-TONY, 215-462-8669. Correct. But now, instead of Robin just answering the phone and then hiding under the desk to see who it is, she can take a call, put it on hold. Supposedly. Yes. And uh, we tested it out once, once this morning. And we also made sure that now the callers can hear... The programming? The when programming. We so there's not on-hold music, like elevator music or... I believe... Hey, thank when, you for calling the Tony Bruno Show. I believe when you call, and if I put you on hold, you will still hear programming. Oh, you will? Yes, I think. And not only that, that when you're on the call with us, you can hear programming, which I believe before you could only hear, the, the callers could only hear our voices. They couldn't hear if we played any drops or anything. Mm -hmm. So now that should be fixed, thanks to, once again, our number one supporter... AJ in San Antonio. He is, he is... He's the real MVP. He's I mean, all of our MVP. great listeners are. They all listen every day. They all yes. take part in the show. And everybody We does. love every single person who listens and, I know that and all who contributes the to the show. And I know that all do everything that they can, whatever they are capable of doing. And AJ in San Antonio has seriously gone above and beyond already. And we thank him so very much. He sends uh, these lovely, lovely texts and says, by the way, I have something else in the mail. Uh, I got a deal on such and such. And I'm like, seriously? Oh, my God. 
Dude. So um, he's a huge supporter of people that are doing things on their own. And, that's and you notice, doing. we didn't blame Luigi for the technical. <laughs> well, he wasn't around to blame. <laughs> but you know what he heard when he heard that we got a package yesterday right at the end of the show? Uh-huh. Luigi just chimes in on the stream chat. Are they my new running socks? Luigi. Seriously, bro? Seriously? 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 Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says, wrap it up. Wrap that shit up, B. Exactly. <sighs> anyway, let's get down to the business, as so many people have said. Of course, got a couple of big developments. The story we told you about a couple days ago, we weren't the only people talking about it, but a lot of people were using my quotes all over the internet on the situation in Kansas City. Yeah, With the sports talk show host, Keith Sayai. Uh, what the heck's his name? Uh, Kevin Keatsman. Yes. Even though he's a, a muckety-muck at the station he worked for. And again, I didn't call for his suspension, his firing. I just thought, you know, when you have a situation like this, having gone through a situation like this myself and many people, except I didn't say my dumb stuff on the air. I did it on Twitter and was held accountable. And people were saying, well, he's not going to be held accountable. So the organization, the radio station company, has uh, suspended him. Indefinitely until they try to get this thing straight down. Now right. he's been doing a an apology tour on local TV in Kansas City, so that's what you got to do, and that's what he's doing. I don't, you know, whether or not they put him back on the air, that's not for me to decide. I don't decide. I don't decide that stuff. But he's been taken off the air, suspended indefinitely. He apologized to Andy Reid, so he's doing all the right yeah. things. And it was just one of those, as I said the other day, if he had not included the whole thing about fixing problems. You don't fix your family's problems right. when there's drugs involved. You don't fix a, ba- a football team's problems when one player is, is now going through a process where he met, by the way, Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill met for eight hours yesterday mm-hmm. with the NFL League office people because he is going through the process to determine when he can come back and play now that the legal matters right. have been worked out. However, there's no doubt he's going to be suspended. How many games, we don't know. But because he violated the, the conduct policy... The league may suspend him for the first eight games mm-hmm. half the season. They may yeah. suspend him for four. We don't know. And so we know that the next step in this process will be how the league and how the Kansas City Chiefs deal with this. The Chiefs dealt with it because they suspended him immediately when these accusations came up. And that's what smart teams do, just like the Phillies did. With Odubel Herrera, their center fielder, when there were accusations involving domestic abuse or any kind of female abuse. Or a public abuse. Right. Abusing somebody in public, that's not good. We well, already know that. Either public or private. <laughs> How about that? Exactly. Now, um, the, uh, regarding Kevin, the, the radio host. Yes. I think I would like, if, it, if, if I had said something that I didn't mean to say, even if it sounded like that's what I said, I would like people to take the benefit of the doubt for me, and and say, you know what? Um, I think that it was just used. Certain words were put together incorrectly, and your true meaning behind it was not as bad as it came off to be. And that's what he said happened. He said that he never meant to, to be a reflection on the death. He of would course, never make but the fun. problem is when you're doing, in, you know, content, when you're basically ad libbing and you're trying to put thoughts together initially. That's the hardest part of doing this. Everybody's got an opinion. It's when you sit down and there's a story breaking like the Tyreek Hill thing did that day, mm-hmm. and then you make comments on it because you're on a station that's the Kansas City Chiefs station, and you know, you're know you called the uh, Chiefs Angle, whatever right, his right. show he's called that he's on. 
It's it's a Kansas City Chief focused radio show. Exactly. <clears throat> and so when you have to give opinions because you're live on the air every day, it's easy to say something out of context or say something that you really didn't mean to word that way. That's why I'm very, very careful. Mm-hmm. Because I know that if I say something that's taken out of context and somebody runs with it, now his words, his quotes were there. Oh, yeah. I mean, the audio was there. So this oh, yeah. isn't one of those, like what's going on in the Mets, uh, in the Mets clubhouse with Jason Vargas. Mm-hmm. Jason Vargas, the pitcher who pitched well last night, was taken out of the game. Earlier in the week, he had a situation where they got upset because the manager, Mickey Calloway, was questioned by the New York beat writers about decisions that Mickey Calloway, the manager, has been making regarding his players and pitching, just like we do here in Philly, just like everybody does in every city. When there's a dispute in a clubhouse or people who are fans are double second-guessing, Monday morning, Monday morning quarterbacking, what a manager is doing, why right. did he take the guy out of the game? So Mickey Calloway's been doing this all year, and they've been hammering him. But they do have a right to ask a question. So the other night he asked uh, one writer from New York Newsday, we had Mike Puma on from the New York Post, who's a beat writer, and they're all saying that there's no doubt. And you know how we know there was no doubt this happened? Because the Mets find Mickey Calloway, mm-hmm. and they find the pitcher, right, Jason Vargas, who pitched well last night and was taken out of the game by his manager. And I'm sure Mickey Calloway was questioned again about why he took out his pitcher who was mowing them down and throwing all kinds of slop up there, which the Phillies couldn't hit. And luckily, once he went to the bullpen, Phillies found a way to come back and won it in 10. So anyway, it's about being able to construct thoughts, cogent thoughts, in a free-form format where you don't have anything written down. If you write a script and you put everything down, chances are you're not going to screw up. But if you're going off the cuff like most of us do, mm-hmm. and you don't have a scripted uh, take or opinion, sometimes you screw up. Yeah. And I don't. it's not even that he screwed up. It's just that he included – it sounded like he had personal animus toward Andy Reid. Correct. That's what it made a lot of people who never heard of the guy before that day, anybody who heard the tape, it's like, oh, this guy doesn't like Andy Reid. And that happened here in Philly. There were a lot of talking heads in this town mm-hmm. who didn't like Andy Reid only because he couldn't win a Super Bowl with his right. team. And so they found ways to nitpick on what they didn't like about Andy Reid. Yeah. And the same people who are complaining about this guy in Kansas City were doing the same thing when Andy Reid's son died. Mm-hmm. They were starting to blame him oh, yeah. for not paying attention to his 29-year-old right. son. Because they, they said... That he, because of his, because of Andy Reid's persona towards the media, where he's somewhat standoffish, he wouldn't like to give interviews, that he is a standoffish kind of a person, and that obviously that means, they conjected, that that's how he was around his children, and then that's how his children ended up this way, which is just ridiculous. And so, so he's paying the consequences now, he's been suspended. And that's what you do in the world of due process. You don't fire a guy for that. I mean, if they wanted to fire him, they could have fired him. I'm not saying they, they shouldn't have fired him, that they should have fired him. And it's not that I'm not taking a stand here. Because as someone who's been in this business for a long time and understands that every word you say, you're accountable for. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a politician where you can say whatever you want and then people defend you and, and, and cover your ass. There's no that. covering your ass in this business. And so that's the bottom line. So anyway, they've dealt with it. The other big story is they've announced it in San Francisco and tomorrow... On this show, we will do, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it, Gary Radnich, going off the air now 28 years at KNBR, 35 years in local media in the San Francisco Bay Area, television, radio. So Gary will do his last show tomorrow, Friday, 
and now it's all over the media that uh, he has he he actually is booking his own guests. Gary called <laughs> me the other night. <laughs> he called me and said, you know. Tony Salvador, the, the longtime GM who helped put that radio station together and made it a powerhouse in San Francisco radio. Correct. It was the sports station. It was the sports leader. And so we have come to, it's so funny because the uh, the producer and everybody, they're like, yeah, um, we don't, we finally did get a hold of Gary, but apparently it's all worked out. So <laughs> Tony, you will be on 11.30 Pacific, 2.30 Eastern. And Gary has informed them, the uh, at KMBR, that you are going to be on for a full half hour. Doing it like we did for 17 of Gary's uh, 28 years. For, That's more than half of his career. 17 ultimate, of the yeah. 28 years that Gary was on KNBR, yeah. I was on with him. So it's, a, it's an honor to be considered to do a half hour on your final show when you're only really doing two hours. I know. So what's a half hour of a two? That's like that's a quarter. That's one fourth of the show. Yes, will be two grown ass men talking about nothing in particular, which I'm is what we did calls. for seventeen years. Now we had somebody suggest, which I think is a brilliant idea. Who knows what Gary will want to do? Because you know he he is retiring, and he could just want to enjoy life and do nothing because he can. But he's got three children. One's in college now. You know his wife Alicia's beautiful, great family. He's got the Bentley. We're not going to have any. Uh, we're but, not going to have any telethons for Gary no, Radnich. But uh, no. Now no. we can have one for me. Yes. Or at least a radiothon. But if anybody is listening out in the Bay Area <laughs> and they happen to own a business or maybe they like the idea, let's convince Gary to do at least a once a week. Tony and Gary, best. You're going to put pressure on a guy on his last day in the yes. business after all those years and tell him, "Hey, Gary, well, I got you on the line here. How about you do a podcast?" No, you let the guy make his... He goes out on his own terms, Robin. <laughs> I went out on my own terms. Bob Lee at ESPN went out on his own terms. But it's going to be a shock when you're, to when the you're, system. When you're at that status where you decide what you're going to do next, you don't need people telling you what to do next. Well, I'm not going to tell him. I'm going to ask him. People are going to beg him. They're going to say, you know, and, and, and. I'm, gonna I'm not going to do it on his last day. No, That's not no, no, right, no, no, Robin. No, you don't do it. What's the matter with you? You don't do it on his last day. I life. hate to do it to you already. A half hour into the show. Jeepers. But, uh, but, but he, it's going to be a shock to his system to suddenly not be on anywhere. So this will be like a little, just a little little taste. No. Just to keep it's it called, it's his last show. Let him enjoy it. Let him do whatever the hell he wants to do. Nobody told me what to do when I walked away. Did they? Uh, yeah. No, they didn't. <laughs> yes, they did. You just relax and enjoy. Listen, if I could just say tomorrow's the last show I've ever doing... See ya. I'm going out and I'm going to enjoy life. I'm not going to sit around and say, gee, you know, and I love doing it. I'm, I, I'm doing this because I love doing it and I'm still having well, fun. That's but why. Plus, we work for ourselves. We work with Twitch. So I don't have to worry about, although we do preparation. I do more preparation for this show than I used not to do. Not Preparation H. No, not that. I have to do some of that too, but that's a different issue for a different show. Um, no, but the, the reason why I thought that Gary would have fun with it, because when he called you, you guys just do this on your own, even when you don't. It's always have a show, to. you know. That's the one joke you say. We're always on. Whenever yes. I'm talking to somebody who's in the business or somebody I work with, save it for the like, show. Save well, you it don't for the... save it because it's yeah. everything's a show. Exactly. Even that... when you're talking to someone on the phone, it's still the show. That's my point. Eight oh eight KNBR. Your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, RG Throne. So that's gonna be that's gonna be fun tomorrow. And we'll we'll and what's gonna be just like Gary, just like Harry Mays and Aton Shandron yesterday yeah. on their station ninety seven three. So they want to do it every week now. They too. were on with us for about twenty minutes. Gary's gonna have me on for half an hour, and who knows what happens down the line. You know what I'm saying? We could have a big three. We can. Well, the big three is underway in a couple of days, and I know Ice Cube and all those folks are excited. But no, that's the fun thing about doing your own thing. You can do whatever you want. Nobody's having conference room sessions saying, you know, Tony, I think on Wednesday you should uh, stop doing that. Uh, what up? Stop doing that. What up Wednesday thing? Our research is shown in focus groups and consultants who we bring in to tell us every word that you need to say for fear of losing at least one listener. The problem this is... This is how you do it. The problem is when the, when the focus group with the P1, which is an uh, industry term for your, your best listeners, your P1 listeners, mm-hmm. those focus groups are saying something different than your consultants. And then they're like, oh, oh, now what? Exactly. <laughs> So we don't listen to any. Nope. We don't listen to nobody on the show well, except we, our fans and our audience. Exactly. They program the show. These guys right here on the chat room, they're yep. our P1s. Even my son AJ, who checks in, says, leave Gary alone, Robin. <laughs> leave Gary. Not, not, <laughs> you know where that comes from, right? No, what does that come from? It was from? leave, what's her name, Brittany alone. Remember that chick that got on the YouTube? It was like a big deal, leave Brittany alone, because people oh, were... T- yeah, yeah. She's like a weird-looking chick, and she would go on and do this whole leave Brittany alone. Leave Gary alone. I mean, the whole business is run by consultants. Yes. Right? Because they know all the answers. Well, if they did, then the radio industry would not be in its dire straits that it is right now. Do we have to play some dire straits right now, Robin? Money for nothing, chits, chicks for free. What's your favorite uh, dire straits song? It was a dude that did that. That's right. I didn't know. I couldn't tell whether it was a man or a woman. Sort of like that kid in center field who reached over at the Phillies game the other night, who immediately we didn't know because shaved head around. And did we ever find out if that was a little girl or a little boy who uh, started crying no. because she reached over, or he or she reached over? Let's see. Uh, Tony, I, I, have, I have stuff here. Oh, I love the Sultan of Swing. Some good Sultan of Swing. Some good dire straits, yo. Get a shiver in the dark, it's raining in the park in the meantime. I think I'm getting better at my air guitar. You're getting enough practice, that's for sure. <laughs> Here's our poll question of the day. Am I better at A, air guitar, even bass, piano, drums, or sax? There's your top four, your poll question of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Your air musical instrument. <laughs> air, whoops. The only problem I have with the Amazon Music is that it is so incredibly loud incrementally mm-hmm. that I have a very hard time smoothly panning down. I wish that they would make some kind of external... Let's go to Scott McGrew. <laughs> we are the Sultans. Uh, and my buddy Joe Corrado and I pretty much use the same line. The Sultans of Sarcasm. Not the Sultan of Swat, of course. You know who that was, Robin. Who was the Sultan of Swat? I have no Oh, clue. come on, Robin. The Sultan of Swat? Yes. Babe Ruth. 
Dino. Got a little Mark Knopfler action here. I did not know that. So now my son has to break my balls and report live from the eastern shore of Maryland that he's missing crabs on the trot line right now. Are you going to, that's what, I'm in here slaving over a hot microphone. He's down there in Maryland with his boat out on probably the Y River. Why? Because there's crabs in there. Why? Because he can. Exactly. Now, this is probably, this is probably what he is doing. Uh, Do we have live crab trot line no. action updates? What I have is the reason why he's probably not at work today. You know why? That's, that's a good, that's a good, good answer there, right? Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday, Thursday. That's a little Harry Nelson right there. Yes, it is. Thursday has his own peculiar way of saying hey. Sometimes Thursday almost. Was this from a little touch of Schmilson in the night, that album? It you might know, have been. Remember, he did this Love one album where he did all of these, like, ballads and I classics. Love this song. But this, this song is called... Thursday. Here's why I did not go to work today. This is not one of his big hits, but no, it's a good song. But it's appropriate for Thursday. Thursday. What's the title? Here's why I did not go to work today. And you know, my son's now pointing out on the Twitch board, the reason he said he's missing crabs on the trot line, Uh huh. he said because that's what you're best at. Does that mean missing crabs on the trot line or catching crabs in the trot line? For those that don't know, trot lining for crabs is not like standing over with a hand line and then you put the put the bait down to the bottom and then you uh-huh. lean over and you can feel the crab on the line on a piece of chicken or a piece of fish and you pull it up and then you scoop it. And then if you miss a big baby, like an eight-incher, you get really pissed off. You know what I mean? You've done that, Robin. Oh, absolutely. You've missed some crabs. I catch all the crabs I always had, but there's oh, medication for that. Jay's yes. clarifying, saying that you are good at missing them. That's what I thought he meant. It was a cheap shot. It wasn't praise. How rude. Just because he's a better crab or a fisherman than I am right now, I took him out on a 12-foot John boat and put his life in jeopardy. And now he's out there with a, two boats, a farm, chickens. And here I am in a damn basement in South Philadelphia, and he's busting my chops while he's crabbing on the Y River. It's an outrage. I'm the king of crabs, baby. Maybe somebody else. Anybody else out there trotlining? Did you catch any? Or maybe somebody else is missing work on Thursday because it's such a crazy Yeah, because it's summertime. People don't take off just the weekend anymore. And AJ works, so it's not like he doesn't work. When you can work from home. You can work from the crab boat, too. I want the damn crab count. I want it set, and I want it now, as the great Captain Sig Hansen said I many know. times. We used to have that sound drop, too. I know. That's the great Captain Sig. What's the name of the boat, Robin, in the deadliest catch that Captain Sig Hansen is the captain of? Ooh, I don't remember <sighs> what his boat was called. The Northwestern, Robin. The no- I hate right. to do it to you. Oh, Miss Robin, you get the first. I usually go trolling for crabs uh, down in the uh, 13th and Walnut neighborhood area. But hey, I'm frisky like that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we have open lines right now. If you want to talk crabbing, you want to talk floundering with the Duke of Fluke, the flounder pounder himself. No, no not Mike Pounders. 
the uh, Mets relief pitcher, who looks like he's pounded a few on a thirsty Thursday. Right now, 215-462-TONY, 215-462-8669. I love it. Bob from Valley Forge. I am at work. I'm working my balls off, watching and listening to Tony Bruno on my computer and watching the Phillies on my Note 8. Exactly. Damn it. That's the way you multitask. That is great multitasking right there. Speaking of... uh, This isn't Krabby Bills down in Tampa or Krabby's. Well, you want to go get a nice, good crab or grouper sandwich right now? Now I'm getting hungry. I have to. I have to give a um, a shout out to Carl Kusner who sent me a message. Don Louisville. Don Louisville. Yeah, he sent me a message this morning saying, and and uh, you know how you like when you get text messages and stuff, you mm-hmm. get just like the first couple lines. I don't get them anymore from Mark Teixeira now that he's not with the Yankees anymore, unfortunately. But like you get a notification on your phone and you don't see the entire message; you only just see a little highlight of mm-hmm. it. So the highlight is. Uh, I am not happy with you two. And I was like, oh, shit, we're in trouble. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do now? And then, so this is his text message. There's so message. many things that you could point out. I but. know. So this is his text message. He says, I'm not happy with you two. I laid down at 1030 after a very busy, tiring day. Figured I'd fall asleep within 15 minutes. I turned on the podcast and turned out the lights. Did I fade out? No. I was too busy laughing at Tony and Harry Mays, laughing at Tony trying to explain OPP. (laughs) Finally fell asleep at midnight, and I'm feeling it this morning. Thanks, guys. Well, that's what we do. That's why why God invented on-demand radio. Or was it Al Gore? No, he just invented the Internet. Who invented on-demand radio? I want to know. Get that on-demand guy on the show right now. Anyway... By the way, now Dean's got a Dean. I just had a lobster and crab sandwich at the Capitol Grill. For is it he live in the Capitol Grill? I think so. It's not even like it's around the corner from his house. I know. It's like a twenty minute drive, a half an hour in traffic. I thought he had to save money because he just bought a new car. That son of a bitch. I hate to say that about a guy, but oh, good for you. It must be nice. It must be nice. To go out and have a crab and lobster sandwich while we're slaving over a hot microphone on a hot, humid Thursday afternoon. AJ in San Antonio says, remind us, when is the next night show? Why, thank you for asking. We are doing it again tomorrow, Robin? We are doing a double header tomorrow again because we weren't going to. We were only going to do the end of the night show, Mm -hmm. but then this whole thing with Gary happened. Yeah, so so we have to be on for that. So we are doing a double header again tomorrow, just like last week. Um, so we will be doing our regular one to four. And then we're coming back. And then we're, we're coming back. We're going to clear the house, and then we're going to bring everybody back <laughs> at 10 o'clock. <laughs> so if anybody is in the uh, Philadelphia, greater Delaware Valley area, and they would like to stop by. Bring some wine. No, we're running low. I haven't had a chance to go out and replenish the supply, and I can't order cases anymore. I know. It's an outrage. And uh, our our Michael and David Winery, we need to find out if, if, if they can still send us something. I need another shipment. Shh. I need an emergency shipment. I mean, if we can bring in a ton of cocaine into Philadelphia Harbor, why can't we bring in a couple of cases of wine, which is legal? Did you see the latest on that, the big bust? Now they're saying there was actually more dope in that boat than they originally estimated. So it wasn't just 16 and a half I don't know what the actual retail price or the tonnage was. But now I saw a story. I didn't read the whole story. I just saw the headline. Well, I know that Over- as- they underestimated how much shit was on that boat. <laughs> I know that they, they arrested six people, six crew members that were going to be going in for uh, an arraignment. Not arraignment. What do they call it when they're in the yeah, initial Yeah, arraignment. Okay, arraignment uh, yesterday. So that's crazy. 16 and a half tons. 
How much does an elephant weigh? What do I look like? Uh, Marlon Perkins? I'm what do I look like? I'm trying to think of the equivalent in elephants. How, how many tons? How many tons does an elephant... Wait a minute, Rob. you got to bring this up. Why is this no, not on the right No, because it's on the wrong thing, Tony Bruno. How did I just play the other song? Hang I, on, hang on. This is what's happening to the show, especially on Fridays now, that I haven't had a chance to run to the state store. You know where okay. we are? So an average, the average elephant, African elephant, weighs anywhere between two and a half and seven tons. So let's just... It's not... A, it. An elephant weighs more than all that dope. No, because it was 16 and a half tons that they originally said it was. So let's just say that that's. So that's two elephants? Well, if it weighs, let's just cut it. Let's say five. So that's like three elephants worth, at least. A little bit over three elephants worth. Originally found. That's a lot of cocaine. 4,000 pounds to 14,000 pounds. Who's got more dope, the cocaine bust or the Tampa Bay Rays front office for wanting to play in Montreal? <laughs> Luigi Curto. That's a lot of trunk space. That's great elephant <laughs> knowledge right there. You know, just like an elephant, Luigi never forgets either. Yeah. And sometimes well, he should. Yes. Meanwhile, <clears throat> he says he's going to be here for the Friday night live show. Oh, Luigi good. will be in the house. Beautiful, man. One of the things we will not be doing today... And I say this every day. When I open up the ESPN front page in the morning, what happens? Everything is NBA. I'm talking about the home page, not the NBA page, not the baseball page, not the soccer page. Just open it up. It is nothing but NBA. And with all due respect to the NBA, it is not the biggest story no. in the country right now. The speculation is because that's what the, that's what all it is right now. Oh, Kevin Durant's good. He's here. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Kemba Walker's going to go here. No, he's going to go there. And, you know, that's fun, but nobody's got time for that. Nobody. Martin713 says, that, that song that we're playing right now is the theme song to all the horses I bet on. <laughs> Running on empty, baby. Look at, our wine, uh, look at our wine cabinet, Robin. We are in dire straits, which have already played. Yes. But we may have to come back with more dire straits later on. Now, S. Falcon at 39 is pointing out, showing Temple love. Temple hoops, baby! <sighs> Crank it up a little bit more with a little Jackson Brown, Robin. The big finish here. He's bringing product. I don't want a Franzia box or a Kevin Franzen box. There's nothing wrong with boxes of wine. No, but if it, that's but if but there's Fran a bunch of people, yeah, yeah, because we can't afford unless people can can uh, cheer us wine <laughs> in addition to bits. See, when we lived in California, and I'm not begging for people to give us stuff. I'm just joking. But when we lived in L.A. And we're on nationally, which we are now again. All the wineries used to listen. I know. And if I mentioned a winery, they'd send us wine. We did shows at wineries. I know. Well, we will adapt. You know, here's here's the thing with Twitch, um, which we we keep getting reassured that Twitch is like they are so incredibly happy with what we are producing. Will we get some free Amazon Prime wine? 
even though, <laughs> even though, like, if you look at the numbers, we're like, they, you know, somebody like that's in the industry, like, okay, well, wait a minute, you guys are only having so many people listening at a time. In if these were PPM meters, that would be humongous big, exactly, and the time spent listening would be even bigger. However, this is the thing with Twitch. Because the kind of person who listens to podcasting and vlogging and radios, they're not used to going to the Twitch platform. Correct. It is a very, very slow, slow and steady, slow and steady build. Not low and slow, slow no, and steady. No, slow and steady build. And so we just have to be, along along with all of our listeners who are going on Good Faith, anybody that is a sponsor, they all have to realize that, mm -hmm. that... We are putting out the best product out there. And people are loyal to this product. And people are loyal and that it is going to get bigger and better as long as everybody keeps, hint, hint, sharing the show every single day, at least every half hour, 45 minutes or so, putting it out there and letting everybody know how fantastic it is and how much fun they're having being a part of the show and being part of the Bruno Familia. As uh, T-Jacks in New York says, boxes of wine... Get you chicks in college. You are right about that. The Boda Box is actually pretty good. Yeah, no, it's not crappy stuff. No. It's not. It's it's quality item. And if <clears> you talk about anybody that that, that knows about the pre, uh, preserving of red wine specifically, they say that if you are not going to drink an entire bottle at once, mm -hmm. <laughs> which, you know, this, the whole concept of leftover wine is a little bit uh, yeah, that's, fuzzy that's for, here. Yeah, that's, that's for lightweights. But... but if you aren't going, if you're only going to have one glass of wine per night or so, the box of wine is actually the best way to yeah, do that. Yeah, because it's like three boxes in one, and three it's bottles. in a bag, three bottles. I mean, and it's <clears> vacuum. <throat> so when you empty out one glass, it shrinks the uh, the bag that's inside the mm -hmm. box around the wine, so there's no air, and air is the death of wine, and so that's how come it's exactly. so much better. To and have that's it. why people. That's why. You know, they're getting away from corks because of an alleged cork shortage, but they're getting away from corks because... Those deteriorate as yeah, well. Yeah, they, especially really old wines. Well, they recork right. old wines. When they have great wine cellars yes. and they have some amazing vintages, which are rare, mm -hmm. they recork those mm -hmm. because if that cork goes bad, that wine goes bad. Yep. And you don't even know a lot of times when the cork's going yeah. bad. You've seen it. You've opened an old, old bottle of wine every once in a while and you get the cork out and it falls apart. Mm-hmm. You can still drink it depending on how long it's been and, and air has been in there, well, but not the, very long. And and when you have regular corks, the old the real cork cork bottles, then you have to turn the bottles regularly so that one side doesn't dry out. And you by the way, Robin, don't mention bag shrinkage on the show. We got a lot of older dudes <laughs> like me listening. Thank you, Bob and Valley Forge. I mean the bag always shrinks when you get older. Where does it get bigger? Should I go see a doctor? The Coravan, I know, Dean, it's, nobody had, not everybody has $300 to buy one of those Coravan things, which is basically a needle that it right. sticks into the bottle, and then you pour the wine out one glass at a time, and it Actually, preserves it. one freaking drop at a time. Yeah, it's really slow. I agree. Yeah. They got to get the stream up. Like a lot of guys with prostate issues <laughs> and bladder issues, that stream better come a little faster, because ain't nobody standing over a wine, pouring a wine bottle with a Coravan. That takes an hour to give you an eight-ounce pour. That's bullshit. Nobody's going to stand for that. Nobody. Um, so I yes. need my own. I need my own vintage, though. Tommy Lasorda's got a wine. We have it up there. Dick Vermeil has his own wine. 
Everybody's got their own why not. Dave Matthews. I'm gonna. I, I'm going to contact. We need Michael. a wine. I need a Tony Bruno wine. Yes, but I. I'm I mean, gonna... I wine on the on the show every day. But that's not the kind of wine. Yeah. I want a good vintage. I don't want some like crappy, two buck chuck with my picture stuck. We have my own bottle of wine there from our buddy down in Louisville. Where's that bottle? Right here. Yes, it's a beautiful. Now be careful. You don't. St- I didn't mess up BB8. BB8. The great car cut. See, this is the kind of wine bomb I'm talking about. Somebody makes the wine for me. I'm not going to go out there and stop right, grapes. Right, right, right. I'm not going to do like a lot of my Italian friends and relatives do. They go out and buy the wine juice, yeah. and then they make it in their basement, and, God and then they them. bottle it, and they say, oh, you got to try my new Shiraz. And then I open it up, and I'm like, dude, yeah. this is freaking vinegar. And, and God love you that does it, and you enjoy it. Uh, more power to you. But I would rather have wine of experts and good There's wine. Not, some people can make decent oh, stuff yeah. at home. I'm, but, but you, know, some, you know what they say. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. shit. But this is what I want. I want my face right on that bottle. I want my face on a lot of things. But I want it on a wine bottle right now. That's, the only, that's my last goal in life, is to have my own vintage. Yes. My own wine. And we will serve no wine the before Bru- it's Tony Bruno now, what, time. What should it be called, though? Is it I don't be know. It's a Bruno? good question. Bruno Brunello? Brunello's expensive, though. Yes. The, uh, the Barolas and, Bar- and the Italian wines? Maybe, maybe it could be a... You know what the problem is? When something becomes hip and trendy, like the Barolos and Brunellos, mm-hmm. then, then everybody has to have it. So you can't find a bottle for under like $40. Maybe, maybe it can be like a play on the Brunello... Barolo. Barolo, like Brun, Brunolo. <laughs> What's that? Brun- Bruno's storage unit is active again today. I suffer from a cork shortage after taking a dip in the ocean. Well, if the water's cold, who doesn't? Now, uh, S Falcon 39 is asking word that we're on Twitch, but is there a way to simulcast on a radio? Yes, station? we did it yesterday. Yes. We did it with Harry and Aton who are on the air mm-hmm. on 973 yes. FM. And we did our show was on There's his show, their it. show was on our show. There are, if there are any radio stations out there that want to simulcast, um, we're totally open to that. Now, <clears throat> the difference is, when we know we're on over-the-air radio, yeah. which is ruled by the FCC, we can't do our normal, unfiltered, unvarnished, right. unexpurgated show. We now, I, mean, I know the difference, because I yes. know if we're on radio, you can't curse. We don't curse just to curse. Unless we're talking about cursing, exactly. then we specifically curse. And so when I'm on, on regular radio, I can't say so, I can't say shit on regular radio. Yeah, damn it. You know what I mean? We can't play. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. We can't play that. They'd have to edit out the word shit. It would isn't be, it time shit be becomes good, accept, acceptable? Isn't it isn't it time we've moved on and yes. gotten rid of shit from the list of words you can't say on the radio? It's you can ridiculous. say poop, right? You yes. can say feces. Feces to me sounds worse, worse than saying shit. I agree. Right? I agree. Why is shit an offensive word? I'm totally with you. I do not understand why. It's just one of those holdover things that, for whatever reason, they just haven't been willing to give up on you. I get the F word, yeah. even though it still doesn't make any sense to me. Because you use that, you take that word, and you take the F off, and everything else is fine. Yes. Buck. Cock. Duck. Suck. Suck. Wait, no, we got to go alphabetically. Luck. Buck, because there's no A-U-C-K. Right. There's A-O-C-K, which is a different story for a different show. Now, what was it that, 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 they, that people used to say instead of? Instead of the F word? Well, fudge. Fudge. 
Uh, we can say that. I think you can still say this on regular radio, though. The vaffanculo. Yes. Even though it is the F word in Italian. Or in Spanish. I don't know. I have to ask uh, Beto O'Rourke and uh, Corey uh, Fre- Booker. Flippin', friggin'. Friggin'. Flippin' freak- is a good one. Yeah. Freaking. No freaking way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it, it's, like, it's like when you couldn't say Jesus Christ on the air in, a, in an exclamation way. You would say, Vincent Price. Because you couldn't even play like if an athlete or a coach or a manager said, Jesus Christ. That was offensive. It's still offensive. Like my mom, if I did oh, that yeah, I know. in anger, which I'm not doing in anger right now, I'm just pretending. You couldn't say that on the air because that would be offensive. And your mouth would be washed out with soap. Exactly. Or lie, which is even worse. Did you ever have that happen no, to you? No, no. Nobody puts lie. Lie? Wouldn't that burn the inside of your mouth? I don't know. I've never consumed lie, Robin. <laughs> I don't know. I've lied, but I've never actually used lie. <laughs> and I'm not lying about that. I have never, ever, ever had my mouth washed out with soap. No, I haven't either. I know that a lot of people have. I, and I, and listen, I'm in my 60s, and I don't know anybody who's had their mouth washed out with soap. I think now, instead of soap, I've heard that parents use um, hot sauce. Use? That they put hot sauce in, in their kids' Some mouth. people like that shit. I know. Not me. Yeah, for you, that would be an actual punishment. Oh, AJ in San Antonio is giving us puck suck love. Well, just here's what you do. Take out the alphabet and just run down the alphabet. U-C-K are the last three words. And then add B, C, B, buck, cock, duck, and then the F word you can't say. Right. And then F, H, huck. Muck, muck it up. Muck. Knock, sock. You can say sock till the cows come home. You can say sock all you want. Suck it. Can you say suck it? Yeah, you can say suck it. See, these whole these whole words. But you can't say. <clears throat> you can't add two of those bad words together. Like it just fucking sucks. You can't it, say that on the uh, air anymore, <clears throat> unless you're Lawrence O'Brien or Lawrence whatever his name. See, the, the way they, so now people like, it just bleeping sucks. And then you don't even have to say it. You can just say bleeping and everybody knows what you're talking about. Exactly. All right, we are now on the bottom of the third already <laughs> at Citizens Bank Park. I'll get you caught up on baseball. Men on first and second for the Phillies. Bottom of the third. Nobody out. Will the bats stay hot on a humid afternoon in South Philadelphia, just a few blocks away from us here? We should be broadcasting live from the from the ballpark. What a beautiful day for We should baseball. be doing a lot of things. Yes, we should. <laughs> <sighs> you can't say, suck me off bish, though. There's no doubt about that. No, that's going a little too far. You can say bitch on the air now. Really? Yeah. People say bitch all the time. People bitch all the time. The Orioles say suck every day. That's true. And they really, really do. <laughs> They say it, they do it, they live it. You suck. You can say that now. We got to get things fixed around this country, Robin. Now, I'm not running for president. I will not be on the debate stage tonight. I'll be on the main stage over at uh, Club Risque for men's night or ladies' night on the second level. You know, they have the, la- they have the ladies' night where on the second floor they bring in the male strippers. 
on uh, Thursday nights. Yes, I do, I do know that. Um, and speaking of ladies and males, if yes. you would like to join us and get in on the conversation, please give us a call at 215 Is this a phone line pimp right now? Yes, it is. Okay. On the AJ line, the 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-8669. Beautiful. Let me get you caught up. Let's see if on these, baseball. We can test our new phone system. By the way, give it up to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt now is the Alabama of college baseball. They are the destination for any kid who wants to play baseball. You know, it always was the West Coast schools, and there's always the Florida. That's Florida schools, California schools. The weather's nice all year round. But Vanderbilt, the Commodores. Kumar Rocker, who was the MVP of this just-concluded College World Series, won by Vanderbilt last night in its third and deciding game. This is what he said. My coach, Tim Corbin, he's Nick Saban. Tim Corbin and the Vandy baseball team is the hottest brand in Nashville, said said, uh, Derek Mason, who's the head coach, of course, of the Vanderbilt football team. The Nashville Predators now know that Vandy Baseball (laughs) is the biggest brand in Nashville, Tennessee. Bigger than the Grand Ole Opry? No, but give it up to Vanderbilt. Even Michigan, and even their fans, and their manager, of course, who was uh, Eric Eric, uh, Bakich, the head coach of Michigan. He and the Vanderbilt coach go back. And they're trying to build, everybody's trying to build a team the way Vanderbilt does now. That's what happens. You get hot, you're good, you become a Commodore. House. Bishes love this song. They want to get on the dance floor. Especially chicks who are brick houses. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say some of my white friends back in the day weren't hip and cool like I am, or was, and still am. They thought this was about, like, the three little pigs. <laughs> First you build the wood house, the straw yeah, house, exactly. and the wood house, and then the brick house. Exactly. <laughs> and then you blow it all down, baby. We blow it all down. Vanderbilt does not cheat. Come on. <clears throat> Robin, who was the lead singer of the Commodores? If you don't know this one, Robin, I may have to have you physically and forcibly removed from this show today. Um, no, it was a... Uh, uh, oh, I know who it is. I can picture him, and he did this, He had a solo career. Yeah, he was a monster solo performer. Yes. I can even- but he was the lead singer of the Commodores. Lionel Richie. Boom. Somebody had to tell you, Robin, didn't no, they? No, like I, I knew it. I, I just, I, I could picture his face, and I just had to come up with a name. House. <laughs> that was pretty good. How fast I pulled that up, right? When you were talking about Commodores. Well, of course. I'm glad you didn't pull out the Commodore 28 that we had. I tried to add it to our equipment here. <clears throat> it was a 64, right? The Commodore 64? Chicka bow bow. No, and actually, I have sad news. If Roger is listening. Roger who? The, who sent his old laptop. Well, what? We have laptop news? Yes. 
It's no, I'm sorry. It's breaking. It's it's kind of so he sent his old laptop because I'd requested old yes. laptops which I can get to work because Luigi would like his laptop back. Go figure. Um, uh, that I'm using as a secondary. And thank you, uh, Don uh, David Conrad and Kay Bry and all the other people who are contributing. Oh yes. to the bit jar. Yes. So is that jar getting filled? How filled is it? How full up is it, Robin? Um, let's see, but. It's pretty full. Good. It's pretty full. Let me know when I have to empty it out and then you can freshen see, it up. It's kind of over, overtoned. I see it, yeah. That's only like the glass is half full, <laughs> it's Robin. Half full. I'm a glass is half full guy, not a half empty guy. So Roger sent his old laptop, his um and uh, I, I got it working in because it was broken and I am the resident geek squad. I actually got it working again. So excited. She was down here taking it apart with the tiny screwdrivers like I, and all the sets. I, I actually took and, and worked on the guts. She I had the static of, covers over oh, her. I mean, yeah. it was like a lab in here. I was, I was. The only thing that was missing was we didn't cook any meth. That was the only part that we didn't have that looked like a real Let lab. Let me tell you, I was impressed with myself <laughs> because the screen was black that wouldn't power on. I fixed it all. I readjusted. She slapped it up. She flipped so it. Excited. She rubbed it down. So yesterday, I got. I finally got the new hardware set up. Put it up and. It wasn't quite the, the the CPU wasn't quite powerful enough to power and stream what I needed it to. It kept it, it was just constantly circling and circling. So sort of like the show. It's sort of like whenever you go on the internet and it's you 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 try to load something on your show or you open something on your computer and that damn circle keeps going around yes. and then you wonder if your internet's screwed. Right. So by the way, Philly's a man on I, first and second. By the way. Two outs and Bryce Harper at the dish. Will he make the Mets pay early? Bottom of the third, nothing, nothing in that ball game. We will have a cricket update today, too. Yes, we will. People have been asking for it. So anyway, the computer, yeah, so I want to still it, it think works. It works, and I'm still going to be able to use it for something, but I won't be able to use it for this. So I'm still looking for a secondary uh, laptop that has... I'm always looking for something to sit on my lap, Robin, or someone, <laughs> preferably women. You know what I'm saying? So... Thank you, thank you again for sending it, and I will find a use for it. It's just not going to be able to be used as a secondary. 2-0 and now to Bryce Harper. Will he, because they're pitching him carefully now. Will he get something to hit? Will he get the green light? Will he be able to slap a three-run homer out of the yard on a warm afternoon for baseball? Meanwhile, speaking of baseball, let me get you up to date on the scores, Robin, if yes. you are scoring at home. And if you are, congratulations. Thank you. Texas in Detroit, your Texas Rangers. Making some noise. They make noise occasionally, and then they sort of, like, fall away again. Texas Rangers. Hell, my scores go now, damn it. I got to go to MLB.com. This site sucks. So anyway, we got the Texas Rangers playing afternoon baseball. Two and one now to Bryce Harper as I'm waiting for, speaking of going around and around, the MLB score thing is going around and around and like a record. Like a record Spin me paper. round, right, baby, right, round. How can a baseball scoreboard thing need that much time to spin around and open up? It's ridiculous. Anyway, Texas leads Detroit one nothing now. They're in the top of the fourth. Tampa Bay and Minnesota, scoreless, top of the first, but they have a man on first. Pittsburgh leads Houston. Hello. Houston struggling a little bit right now. Pirates beat him yesterday. They're up 1-0 in the top of the first early in that one. Seattle and Milwaukee are underway. No score. Coming up in the next hour, actually in a couple minutes, Atlanta at Chicago, and I mentioned in that one, Craig Kimbrell activated. 
Will they get in the game? Wonder Twins powers will always be activated, though. When the Wonder Twins show up, they have to activate, don't they? I would think so. All right, here we go. Crank this up, Robin. A little dead or alive. I think these haircuts are coming back. I like the look. I may go dead or alive in my next life. You talk about disco Euro trash. But these guys were, were these guys British or American, Robin? All I know is it had a good beat. You could dance to it. I'm going to give it an 85 because this song never gets tired, especially when it's going right round. And that is a really long intro, too, so I can get a lot of information in during the longest intro in recorded musical history. And I still talked it up. How about that? That was pretty good. Like a record. Record. You spin me right round, baby, right round. Martin 713 is confirming that they were Brits. And the Yankees, as I suggested yesterday on the show, I don't want to say they were lying. Here's the 3-2, by the way. 3-2 pitch coming now to Bryce Harbor. Thank you, AJ, for two the outs, fabulous bits. And first bits and, bits. and second. Here's the 3-2, and Bryce Harper slices it foul into the seats in left field down the third baseline. Hanging in there. Meanwhile, Brian Cashman of the New York Yankees has announced that Giancarlo Stanton is more likely to return in August after straining his right knee. We talked about it yesterday. He's been hurt a lot since he's gone to the Yankees. He went on the 10-day injured list with a strained posterior cruciate ligament on Wednesday, barely a week after returning from a series of setbacks that sidelined him for almost the first three months of the season. And he got hurt sliding head first in a game against Toronto on Tuesday night. So that they were first saying that he probably might be back next month. Now they're saying maybe not till August. Luckily, the Yankees are not short for a lot of other guys that can throw up there in his place. And I don't mean by throw up in bad. I mean in good. By the way, I have more breaking news as we wait for the next 3-2 pitch as uh, Bryce Harper continues to foul him off against that Zach Wheeler guy here in the bottom of the third inning. Wheeler looks... Harper ready. Looks like he wants to go in, outside to Bryce Harper. He's waiting. He's waiting. Here's the wine from the stretch. And the 3-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Shockingly, ladies and gentlemen, Bryce Harper goes for the low and outside stuff and leaves two runners on. Nothing, nothing. Through three. Phillies only have one hit in this game, and the Mets have no. So Aaron Ranola, I don't want to jinx the guy. He's working on a no-hitter right now, Robin. He's working on a no-no. No, no, no. By the way, meanwhile, there's more breaking news from the New York high-speed New York based. No, 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 you can boo the New York teams, but the Mets stink. The New York Mets have renamed the street in front of City Field in honor of former ace Tom Seaver, and they plan to erect a statue of the Hall of Famer outside the stadium. So the 126th Street will be renamed Seaver Way today in a ceremony outside the ball yard. That's a, that's a good job out of the Mets right there. They can't get anything right. But the address of City Field will now be 41 Seaver Way. Obviously, Tom Terrific wore number 41 during his great career. 
So give it up to Jeff Wilpon. I know they ripped those guys up there, but one of the greatest players in Mets history, Tom Seaver, will have a statue built in front of him. In fact, I have commissioned the greatest local sculptors, artists, and artisans and bakers to commission the beginning of the Tony Bruno statue in front of the house. Right, right, in, here front, in, right in front of our yeah, house? Yeah, in South Philly. Where else would you put it? This is where I grew up. This is where I've come back. Right now, that's, I believe a statue. I could maybe get a bread statue or a big bread bowl so we can eat it. Like get one big mold and then make it like some sort of edible statue. Oh, that would be good. Right, so it's not just a piece of metal out there that's going to, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. people will walk by. Because, you know, you're all about sharing. Sharing is Exactly. Caring. So should I do an edible statue or should I have like bronze? Should I get some really, really good like Italian guy who can really chisel away at the bronze? Well, here's my thought on the edible. If it's going to be outside, that's kind of dangerous because that's just inviting. Especially if we use like hemp and shit because people will smoke that, eat it, well, well, that, and they'll that basically consume more, the statue. Yeah. But then we're going to have more, even more people smoking right outside the house. That's not good. And if you do if you do something like bread, then we're going to have like the squirrels and the birds. Yeah, and we the can't dogs. have that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, there are going to be Maybe we'll have to put it behind glass. like glass or something. Maybe we'll have like a, a statue that's a vending machine. So when you put money in. Some like a, a robotic arm will reach in and break off just a little piece, piece. like a Kit Kat bar, maybe a gigantic Kit Kat bar in a refrigerated <laughs> glass dome outside break the house. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat. <laughs> break bar. me off a piece of that Bruno bar. Oh, how about that? Well, that sounds kind of creepy, actually. No, but I mean, see, so you know, this way everybody has it. You want a piece of me when I say, "Come at me, bro." You want a piece of me? <laughs> well, here you go. <laughs> you want a piece of me, sucker? You can suck it, too. Well, not the statue, though. And, and yes, Detroit does have a statue of RoboCop. You know that, right? Now, wait, wait. I'm back to the, the, Bruno, the Bruno bar. Like, are certain parts of your body worth more? Do they taste different? Are they well, taste Robin, better? This is, we're, this is a work in progress. It's like an artist. You know, he doesn't just make the painting. Bob Ross used to start, we would start with the gesso. The Swedish Chef 29, Bruno bar, isn't that where you broadcast from? <laughs> no, that's the Buddha bar. I'm a big Buddha bar guy. You know I love the smooth uh, sounds of yes, a you do. chill. I have all the uh, Buddha bar albums, Robin. Eating a piece of you. Who are you, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Lamb of Tony who takes or gives out the sins of the world. Go in peace. <laughs> or have a peace. <laughs> well, you do have a monk's outfit. <laughs> See, we're on to something here, yes. Robin, or we're on something. This is how things start. We have statues. Maybe I'll re- I can replace the Kate Smith statue, Wait maybe. Wait a minute. So you could do the Bruno wafers and the Bruno wine, and then you got to boom, yeah. the whole thing. I think the uh, Vatican has a copyright, though, in the little round... Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that you know the the, the 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 church wafers are just really blah and boring. Yeah, they're like, like graham crackers. Yeah. I, yeah. No, they're not even graham crackers. No, they're just they're, they're dry. I mean, they stick dry, to your yeah. tongue. I, I haven't had a communion, and if my mom's listening, sorry, mom, I don't even remember what it tastes like. That's how long I've had a communion. No, they're really blah. I know they're, they they stick to the top of your, th- and then you try, and you're in church, and you're trying to get your damn. I can't call it damn because that's a violation. And I'm trying to get it off the top. You know when it sticks to the yes. top of your mouth? Yeah. And you're And you got to wait for it. Because they never give you enough wine to wash it down with. <laughs> so this is why the chocolate wafer is perfect for the Bruno Yeah, bar. exactly. Because it doesn't stick into your craw or 
and this then, bit's starting to stick in people's craws. And then, but and then I can see. I can already see the wrapper on the outside. You want a piece of me? Yeah. And I'll have like some South Philly guy with a real heavy South Philly accent do it. Yo. Hey, yo, hey, go. Hey, you want a piece of me? Maybe I'll get Anthony Gargano to do it. Hey, yo, cuz. <laughs> I'll put a primo hoagie in there. <laughs> no. No, no, no. He can't no, put a primo hoagie. Yeah, <laughs> People are liking this idea of a Tony Bruno statue. We got the Tom Seaver statue in, in front of the city field. We got, we got a Joey Giardello statue right around the corner here on Pass Junk Avenue. The great boxer from South Philadelphia. Okay, Tony. Yes. I do believe the, the phones are ringing. And we'll find out when the person comes on whether they can actually hear us talking while, while we're on, on hold. hold. So, well, let's, let's rehearse now. We have a caller on hold. Yes. And they're now listening to the show while on hold. We hope so. It's unbelievable technology. And now I'm going to bring them live. Hello? Hey, Tony. It's Fargo Mike. Hey, Fargo Mike. Almost a Yamo's dead. Very well, very well. No, no, that was supposed to be, the question was, what is your name? Didn't you watch Beto O'Rourke last night drop some Spanish? Come on, man. <laughs> now, were you, when, when you were on hold and list, could you hear the show? Now I can't hear him, Robin. No. What did you just do? He sounded fine, and then you touched something. Well, because it was, it was peaking, so, uh, Fargo, are you there? I'm here. Okay. Stop messing with the knobs, Robin. What's the temperature I, in Fargo today, Mike? Because the last time we talked to you, it was still cold. Has it warmed up? It, is it summer there yet? It is. It is um, 80 and humid. Oh, beautiful, man. You really get stuck to the wood chipper if they start throwing you in there today in Fargo. Now, we have to ask him, though. Yes. While you were on hold, could you hear the live show? I could, and it came through loud and clear. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I think NBC should hire Robin to run their audio for the the debate tonight. Fly her down to Miami and let her run that thing with all the mics and cables. (laughs) This way we won't have to hear Rachel Maddow and and Lawrence go crazy trying to explain, and Chuck Todd trying to explain what the hell happened to their big production. Thank you very much. That's a good job, Adam. It didn't end up like Naked Gun last night where they could hear somebody in the toilet um, taking a leak. Actually, you know what's funny? You know, Comedy Central, did you see the, the, the meme they made or the bit that they did last night? Because as I soon as that. that, as soon as they, we have to find that, Robin. As soon as they did that thing where they, and obviously I believe that was at the beginning of the show, of the debate, everybody started making memes and, and, and bits out of it. But credit to Trevor Noah's cast at the, at the Daily Show. They put together a meme, and it's on the internet. Just go to Comedy Central. It's probably on there. And they got this thing up last night, and it is absolutely hilarious. And, yes, they were thinking along the lines that you were thinking of and I was thinking of. The mics are on in another room, and there he was. Enrico Palazzo was taking a leak. <laughs> and, the, and the mic, and he had, remember, he, he, he had a microphone on, but they forgot to turn it off. So he goes into the men's room, and then there's this big, uh, like, big banquet room. Where the queen was, I believe. Was this where the queen was about to give an address and they were going to honor her? And Frank, Lieutenant Frank Drebin, of course, went to the bathroom with the lapel mic on. And they yep. left the microphone on. And then somebody cranked the sound up inside the banquet room of the big facility. And it's one of the classic scenes of all time. And yes, Comedy Central. 
they did a bid on it last night. Robin's trying to find it now. We'll get it and play it in the meantime. But that's, again, you want to watch the debates? I'm watching sports at night. Now, the Phillies, there's a lot of daytime baseball tonight. I don't even know what's on tonight. It's Thursday. I know what on earth is on on the Science Channel. So I usually watch that, and I watch Mysteries of the Abandoned on Thursday nights on Science. Because I'm a big Science Channel guy. I'm not a science denier. I'm a science lover. Still a no-hitter now. Aaron Nola has no-hitter now through four innings at Citizens Bank Park in that ball game. Yeah, that's right. Naked gun references two days in a row. Because yesterday, we played the scene in the original Naked Gun where he was the umpire, Frank Drebin. And we were, we were doing our tribute to Joe West, the umpire, who is actually in the scene where the umpires are throwing at each other and then throwing each other out. And Joe West is in that scene. So we played that scene yesterday. Beautiful. And now there's another, as you mentioned, another naked gun reference with the, urin, the urinal scene. I think that was a naked gun, the second one, though, right? That was the first one, but there were three total naked gun movies. Oh, I know that. I, I saw them all. Good. Yeah, the first one is Frank Drebin's the umpire. They're trying to kill the queen. That's why he goes and he, right. he uh, pats down all the players when he's behind home plate. He brings out the yep. dust buster. I mean, it's just brilliant comedy. Those were great, great movies. And you probably couldn't make those movies today because they would be too offensive to some people. It's an outrage. Especially with, not with O.J. No, no. Well, actually, maybe you can bring O.J. back now. You had O.J. in maybe. there. And of course, you had Reggie Jackson, I believe. I don't want to give away the ending for those people who haven't seen the movie from 25 years ago. But O.J., I believe, was the killer. No, no, he wasn't the killer in this movie. Yeah. Reggie he Jackson. Was the detective. Reggie Jackson was the killer for your California Angels before they became the Anaheim, Los Angeles, Disneyland adjacent Angels. You know, speaking of your statue, I have a proposition for you. Well, I love propositions. Maybe, Usually women proposition me, but I'll, I'll, I'll listen to this one, Mike. Maybe we could lend you the Fargo wood chipper and you can put a certified Tony Bruno chocolate leg. And every time somebody puts a dollar or something in there, it pushes it down and shoots out a piece of chocolate Bruno out of the wood chipper oh. so that somebody can uh, have a piece of you. That is awesome, man. Although it would, be, it would be shredded, though. And I like chocolates in all forms. I like it shredded. I like it uh, melted. I like it on a glass. I like it on an ass. I like chocolate everywhere. Chocolate milkshakes, chocolate ice cream. In fact, when I look for chocolate ice cream in the store when there's a sale on like half gallons of ice cream, I usually look, I won't just buy chocolate. I need the darkest, darkest chocolate, like forbidden chocolate or really chocolatey chocolate or chocolate as shit chocolate. I mean, it doesn't get any more chocolate, right, Robin? I got this one chocolate now. It is without a doubt. And it's not like regular chocolate where you have, you know, 95% cacao where it's really bitter. I like dark chocolate, but it's got to be it can't be super bitter. Too much cacao is no good. And we'll have a cacao update coming up here in a few moments with Miss Robin from Florida. Now, have you not found it, Robin? No. I, I, I gave I it wanted... to you last night. I showed it to you. I know. I sh- I, but it, it's not on there anymore. I wonder if they removed it. Why would Comedy Central remove it? Unless they were told to remove it. It was funny. It was a funny bit. Jesus. And now, now I'm not talking about Chocolate Thunder, the late great. Daryl Dawkins, speaking of double D's. Remember Chocolate Thunder? Mike? Fargo Mike? Yes, I do. You know your stuff a little bit. See, people think Fargo, North Dakota, you know, you're out of touch with stuff. But you're locked into everything out there, right? you got everything. 
We try. <laughs> now, There's is not it, much to do out here, so we try to be we try to be locked into uh, uh, as much as possible. I now, mean, did we, Carson, have our, we have our twins, we have our wolves, we have our wild. Mm-hmm. Now, did Carson Wentz have his uh, charity softball game this past weekend, or is it coming up this weekend? Actually, it was last night. I didn't realize it was going to be uh, in the middle of the week, but they uh, had a lot of uh, NDSU alumni. Mm-hmm. Um, Carson just kind of was master of ceremonies. He didn't he didn't play because of his back. He's still um, taking it easy, but um, they had a great turnout last night, and um, he did a um, quarterback or a football um, thing for the kids. Had a great turnout. And the guy is just awesome. He I really mean, is. You couldn't have a better ambassador for. Um, NDSU, North Dakota, or for the Eagles. No, I totally agree with you. You know, it's amazing. And, and obviously now, because of the Nick Foles phenomenon, because Carson got hurt, there are still a yep. lot of fans here who loved Carson Wentz when he was drafted and saw him play and say, wow, this guy's the real deal. And now all they worry about is, just like with Joel Embiid, who, by the way, was drafted five years ago today. That was the Joel Embiid draft, where he fell into their laps at number three, was hurt, and they took him, and the rest is history. But uh, but the But the situation with... With Carson, it's almost like the fans just expect him to get hurt now every time he touches the ball. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. I Could it happen? Yeah, look at Giancarlo Stanton with the Yankees. The guy can't stay healthy. Now, does that mean that, that Carson Wentz can't stay healthy? I don't know. I hope so. But to suggest that I'm, I'm worried about Carson Wentz, he's really fragile. Well, I think the Eagles, um, they're they're – beefing up their offensive line, and I mean, I think some of them were a couple of freak shots, but I, I think that, you know, I mean, if he can, you know, start off healthy and um, get some confidence back, I think he'll have that season like he did a couple, the Super Bowl year, and, um, you know, um, we'll just have to see what happens, you know, I I think he's, I mean, he played with, what, the the torn ACL in his knee that entire game, and um scored a touchdown on it so hopefully he can he can do that again yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to spring i'm looking forward to training camp i'm looking forward to the season i mean football you know as much as we love all sports there's nothing like the nfl season or college football season because it's once a week it's the build-up you know every day you're talking about did they trade this guy i mean it's it, all sports the nba is a big deal now because of their ridiculously overplayed out draft and and now a free agent period but to me, the NFL is king. And in, in cities like Philly and, and a lot of major cities that have an NFL franchise and aren't really college football-centric, it's the king. Football is king in Philly. Not just because the Eagles are good again, because it's always been the most popular sport. If the Phillies win, obviously people go out and see them. And so in big cities, you, you, when you have choices, people are Phillies fans here, people are Eagles fans. There's only one team in each league, so you don't have mixed emotions or mixed allegiances to different franchises in the same city. That's why I like about being in a big city that's like a small city. Because, you know, you go to, San, I mentioned San Francisco, Chicago, New York, you got a lot of different choices on who you're going to root for. Here, you got one baseball team, one football team. The Philadelphia Soul, meanwhile, they're not playing well. But the Philadelphia Union, not getting enough credit, Robin, the Union playing great. They had a tie last night against New England. But quietly... No one's talking about the local MLS team, Robin. And that is, you know what that is, don't you? It's an outrage. It is. Well, we got the tape now. We're going to play it for you, Fargo Mike. We thank you for checking in again, man. Good to hear from you. You're going to be, on the, you're going to be listening on Friday night when we do our day-night doubleheader? Absolutely. Let me give you a roaring round of applause for that, man. 
You guys have a great day, Tony, Miss Robin, and we'll check in later. All right, there he is, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Fargo, North Dakota, eh? You know, don't you know? It's amazing that a movie that was so violent, and <laughs> the movie Fargo, sadly, a lot of people, that's the only thing they know about Fargo. Yeah. They know the movie and Frances McDormand, who's a great actress, and the crazy scenes. it was scenes. a comedy. It wasn't... It was, yeah, it was a comedy, yeah. but it was, you know, it was still a, the wood chipper thing was... Uh, yeah, it was a little, little, little yeah. something. But here, here's, here is the scene, or the remastered. This is the opening of the Democratic National Convention now repurposed by Comedy Central, and they ran this on the, uh, the Daily Show with Trevor Noah last night, and it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> What's happening? We are hearing our colleagues' audio. I, if the control room could turn off the mics. Yeah, if the control room could turn off the mics. So they mixed it with a guy who looks like Bernie Sanders, who was actually Frank Drebin, right. police squad. And he comes in there, and he's peeing, and you hear the mics left up, and then the couple of farts. There's nothing better than urinary and, and fart comedy, is and, there, Robin? Oh, no. Now, you know why I couldn't find it, Tony Bruno? Why? Because you had blocked... How did I have anything blocked if I saw it last night and, and sent it, it to you? Because it was on my, like, I, no, you didn't send it to me. We were watching it on my tablet. Why would I block Comedy Central or The Daily Show? It might have I don't been block anybody I for know. the most part, except dip, dipshits who just constantly come at me and say dumb things and then insult me and don't engage in, but I'm in, using, in rational conversation. I'm using your Twitter to find everything. And I was like, why? Why? No, it was there. And then I finally figured out that you had accidentally blocked The Daily Show. I'm sure it was an accident. It was an accident. Oh, my lips are so... For, for people that see this every single day... I yeah, just, you rip me for every once in a while filing my nails when they're jagged no, edges. I am. I'm addicted to chapstick. That's why my lips are so kissably soft. Probably but really. um, But I... But I... <laughs> I am addicted to it, and my lips are just dry as all get out down it's, here. It's more, it's, it, the, the air is moist. No. You don't have dry lips when it's 80, 92 degrees and 80% humidity. That's impossible. I don't know. I just don't like the feeling of... Um, no, because you're an addict. I because am. you do, you put that chapstick on. It's not even chapstick. What is? What time is it? Um, this it's is... It's that Trader Joe's crap, right? It's the Trader Joe's all-natural virtuoso. Broad Spectrum SPF 15 Spearmint Lip Balm. Hey, my lips are fantastic. My lips are sealed. And I can't believe that you were ripping me as you're filing your nails. No, I just took it out because you reminded me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As someone once said, just be careful about putting the lipstick... On the dipstick, dip yes. Robin. And K Brian ninety six says, "Got to put chapstick on every day, twice per day." Bert Spezios, I do so much more than just twice per day. That's ridiculous. No, Lyra Lily, she's like an addict, and, and, and it's like smoking. It's like she doesn't put it on because she needs it. It's like people don't smoke because they need it, because they're they're addicted to. All right, oh, where's my uh, where's my chapstick? I'm gonna open it up and put it on my. I even Susie chapstick doesn't use as much. Lip balm is Robin. This is this is a little inside Miss Robin information. I You're going have, deep inside. Deep inside. This is an insider. So I have these little things of chapstick. I have them all over the house. 
everywhere that I could yeah, possibly be, I have one of these just in case. I, need I go to looking them. for toilet paper. There's chapsticks. <laughs> I go I go looking for a spoon. There's a chapstick container. And I keep calling it. It's like Kleenex. We still always call it chapstick, even though that's a brand name. And I will never use chapstick. What do you call it? Lip balm? I, I call it chapstick as well, but I would never actually use the brand of chapstick because it has petroleum jelly in it, which dries your lips out. So it totally goes, the more you use it, the more you need it. Bad stuff. The air conditioning's not taking, it's taking humidity out, but it's not dry down here. I'm going to have to get out all my gizmos and gadgets. I'm going to have to get the weather station outside. And test the... Yeah, my son, my son AJ's got the weather station down in his place in Maryland. I know, he has one of those really cool ones. Yeah, it's got everything. He's got the wind speed and all the other yeah. stuff. The rain gauge. I don't need a damn rain gauge. I just need to know the wind speed, the humidity, the temperature, the barometer. I want to see if the barometer rises. My barometer rises pretty much every day when we do the show, right? Well, Robin. we know when the barometer drops. Yeah, because Riddle just goes... Riddle goes yeah, crazy. exactly. Meanwhile... Marilyn Taroski says, I do the same thing, Miss Robin. There's nothing wrong with it. No. There's, it's, I mean, if, it's, if I'm it's not like if you're using something... it too much, your lips are going to fall off, right? No, they become even more supple and beautiful. And it's if I'm going to be addicted to something, it might as well be something as innocuous as I, You know what I want to be addicted to, Robin, but I won't play that song again because you hate, uh, even though he's dead and you don't respect the dead, the great Robert Palmer. You might as well face it, Robin. You're addicted to lick bomb or lip bomb. Yes, I am. Might as well. Might as well face it. Should I play it? Yeah, give me a little taste. It's Thursday. It's Thirsty Thursday. We're not even drinking anything. I'm drinking water out of my aluminum bottle now. It keeps it nice and cold. What's worse than pressure washing a screen porch in 105 degree weather? Ain't nut ain't <laughs> ain't fucking nothing. <laughs> this is our buddy Danny now. Why are you pressure washing down there in, in the Tampa Bay area, Orlando and vicinity? Danny should be playing playing bags right now in 105 degree weather. Get some ice water, nice cold beer. He says his wife made him. Just because Robert Palmer was an ass does not mean that I don't like his music. See, I can separate. I can separate the person from the talent. Just remember one thing, Robin. The lights are on, but you're not home. Was this a song about AOC? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Sorry, not sorry. By the way, (laughs) I... You know me. The lights are on, but you're not home. You're mine. Can I just say something? Because one of my... You're almost going to step on the vocal. You can't step on the... When I'm talking up an an up-tempo number, you can't just jump in there and and take me out of my rhythm, Robin. Okay, Bri. Philly's game, Bruno Nation live on, and a nice cold tequila sunrise on the beautiful Thursday afternoon here in Lancaster County. That's a good job out of you, K. Bry. Yeah. And Aaron Nola, ladies and gentlemen, has just finished the fifth. He is through five innings, still flinging a no-no this afternoon. So we have a no-hitter watch. I started the no-hitter watch in the first inning, which is a little premature for most people. Some people don't like when you talk about a no-hitter in progress because they think you jinx the person. Crank that up, Robin. Crank that shit up. Speed. 
Your will is not your own, Robin. It ain't mine either. But back to AOC. I know she's hot. I know a lot of people think she's hot. But I called it when I saw those photographs of her in front of the crying in front of a uh, yeah concentration camp. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, that is such a bad acting job. Oh my god! I bet you anything those are fake. And what do you know? Yep. Uh, hate, and listen, I'm not going to get into that stuff because people get I angry. Know, this is not. But that, a- I, that's offensive to me. When you go in front and you have photographers there taking pictures of you crying, supposedly looking at uh, refugees, and then they had people with pictures of from behind, and there was nobody in front of her yeah. except trees and yeah. a couple of cops. And it was a, it was a total. And I hate. I absolutely despise fake. Uh, the, like fake news? No, no, no. People setting up photo ops and things like that that are, that it's not real. I Robin, really despise it. You're fired. Exactly. Anyway. But whatever. I didn't announce that I was premature, did I? Oh, <sighs> Tony. So we got good baseball. Is this something you need to tell everybody? No, no, no. <laughs> you don't. You think you would know, Robin? I, I would know. Is this breaking news? By. <laughs> If it is, it's breaking news to the both of us. Meanwhile, let's as we keep you up to date on baseball, as I mentioned, we uh, got a no-no. Wait, Summerson won quickly. Thirsty Corona Thursday. It's hot as balls in Long Island, but listening to Bruno makes the day right. Wait, Summerson, is this Summerson from from uh, he went to Finland? Vin- Finland Summerson? I think so. He just he was was he wasn't he he was just in Venice. No, he was just in Sicily the other day, Messina, remember? I don't know, but he's Yes, back he in, was overseas. He's back in Long Island. No, he just said it. He came back, and it was hot and humid. He just got back from Europe. He was in uh, Sicily at Messina drinking wine and listening to the show well, the other day. Don't you remember? I hope that he makes it down to the Philadelphia area so that he can come to the wine cellar. Yeah, we before. got air. It's now air-conditioned for your comfort. Before he makes it... It used to be back- a sweatshop down here. We're almost having to pay people $2 an hour to come here and work. That's how hot it was down here. That would have been a raise. I would have to have people making Tony Bruno gear and pay them like $1.50 a day and then put a logo on it and say, hey, you're, you're working for the cause here. He says he's in town visiting his sister. Well, hopefully he has time to come visit us before he heads He's back. not in Philly. He's in Long Island. He I said. know, Long Island. Up in Long at least, Island. At least it's on the right continent. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> now, I'm missing AJ. Is he still crabbing? Oh, somebody said... Uh, now, AJ's chiming in. I, I bet you crabbing is slow. Now, you know the trot line thing, right? So do I, know I don't know if AJ's out trot lining or he just wanted to take a cheap shot of me while we're on the air today. Look at, look at what you've taught your son to say. AJ, I didn't teach her to say. I didn't teach him to say any of that he stuff. He says she should do porn with her acting skills. Well, I mean, isn't he right? Aren't there, there should, isn't there a, a, a porn? Because everybody, you know, all celebrities, there was always like the porn version yeah. Of that person. Oh, you know. The only thing there wasn't a porn version for was uh, Stormy Daniels because she was already her porn version. But like whenever there's a big star, remember there was a Sarah, you know, played Sarah Palin mm-hmm. in the Nail and well, Palin you know, movies. You know who there's no, there shouldn't, there doesn't need to be a porn version out of. Who? Trump. <laughs> well, of course. Yes, exactly. He did. If he only get the tapes lies. out, we can see the tapes and then we can find out whether he was good at porn. But anyway, uh, so, so, uh. <laughs> Oh, he's in the pool now, working really hard, AJ. That's real nice, AJ, as I used to say to him all the time. That's real nice. That's real nice. Noise. So he didn't go crabbing today. So he's trying yeah. to break my balls while he's out in the pool down in Maryland in his beautiful backyard where he's got the concrete poured for his new outdoor kitchen. 
Lisa Ann, of course, great. That's great Lisa Ann knowledge, Bob, from Valley Forge. Lisa Ann played Sarah Palin in the Nailin' Palin ah. porn videos. Remember that? No, I, I never, never saw it. But you knew that she, I know, there was something. I knew, I knew that Anytime there was there's a celebrity, somebody's got to play him in the porn parody version. And the porn parodies are great. The, the Batman one, the Superman one. Actually, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Justice League. Much better in the porn version than it was in the actual <laughs> theatrical release version. Speaking of theatrical releases. Yes, we have a movie update. Ladies and gentlemen, you know we keep you up to date on all the important things, the baseball, the football, the NBA. But today, ladies and gentlemen, another movie drops. Well, not a movie, but another trailer. Trailer? And you know me, I'm not big on remakes and redos. Everything's a remake now. Everything's a redo of this, something. I I gotta admit, this actually looks pretty good. I kind of. Like I haven't it. seen the trailer yet. I saw it this morning. I kind of like it. Kind of like it. Guess what they're redoing, ladies and gentlemen? Now they'd already done one a couple of years ago, but it kind of sucked. This one, I they actually, did a remake of the original. I think so, but this looks a little bit. No, more. that wasn't what it, it wasn't. Char- Charlie's Angels. The original angel. No, they kept replacing the angels on the TV yeah, show. Yeah, no, there was already a Charlie's Angel movie with. Uh, I thought there was Kill Bill. Lin- with Lee, oh, what's her name? She's on um, uh, the Sherlock Holmes thing, Elementary. She was one of them, and then there was another girl, and then. I don't uh, even remember it. Yeah. But this one has. What I love about this actress in it is that no one can get her name right. Some people call her Kirsten. Some people call her Kirsten. Some people call her Kristen. It's Kristen Stewart, right? Yes. It's Kristen, not Kirsten. Correct. It's that's a Kristen. name that people get. Lucy Liu, that's right. It was Drew Lucy Barrymore. Barrymore. And thank you, to and, um, TJ uh, Jacks in New York. What about Mary? What's her face? What was the other one? I, 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 I saw it, but it wasn't very good. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, there thank you. Thank you, thank you. So this one now, a reboot. And my, one of my girls is involved in this. I know. You love her. I do love her. I've but met her. Shall we, shall we play it first? And this then is we... the trailer. Ladies and gentlemen. Just breaking. Bra- it's not really breaking, but it's dry. It, and I hate to use a term. It didn't drop today. Nobody dropped the trailer. They picked up the trailer because it had a flat, and then they put it on milk crates in their backyard <laughs> because that's what people do with trailers. And if you don't have a trailer in your backyard on milk crates, you ain't shit. But meanwhile... Let's Guess play. who's back? Not tag team, not Slim Shady. Charlie's Angels are back. Biatch. Check out the Charlie's Angels trailer right now. Don't call me Angel. Give it a minute. I think women can do anything. Just because they can doesn't mean they should. <laughs> but I have so many talents. It's like I'm I'm just a decoy, Stan. That's just the way you make me feel. Who feels? You manager need money. Outstanding angels. You have a new client? Who is she? I can't sleep at night. I'm the lead programmer on a product that can revolutionize the power industry. But there is a possibility it can be weaponized. Elena, we need to go. No! No, I'm James. Oh. Who are you? I'm Bosley. Welcome to the Pounds and Agency. We exist because traditional law enforcement can't keep up. I don't like that, boy. You guys are like 
lady spies. Dane's former MI6. Oh, God. What did you do to Sven? I compressed his carotid and deoxygenated his brainstem. Well, that sounds painful. Don't worry. He's going to wake up. Unless he doesn't. Sabina runs the ground game. See, I know stuff. Let's get the weapon before it becomes every bad guy's favorite new toy. Take her to the closet, gear her up. We're going to need some wigs, toys. Still in the first closet. There's another closet. Oh my god. Oh, Vince. Let's just stop the touching. Some of these blows up. I love phosphorus. Yeah, it's my favorite chemical. <laughs> Jane, are you flirting with a handsome nerd? <laughs> of course not. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for it, wait for feel? it. Because it looked like it felt really good. That felt nice. Here we go! We in it together, but don't call me Angel. Wait for it. Good morning, Angels. Good morning, Charlie. Oh, uh, I was going to say, where the hell's Charlie? And it sounds like it's the exact same voice. It's the John Forsythe. It's the original Did they use voice. John Forsythe's voice? I think so. That's think good because I'm saying, where's Charlie in the movie? He has to call them and tell them what their mission is, right? I and agree. then at the end, they finally play the uh, or the little phone box, the old school little voice message boxes, or when they when the the guy would call in from the next office. Uh huh. Now, is, is he going to be the real Charlie? Are they just going to use his voice? I don't know. Because that was John well, Forsythe. That was, he's not alive, I don't think. Is he still alive? No, and you never saw the real Charlie. That's just it. You right, saw you only Bosley. heard his voice. Right, you, you saw, saw Bosley, right. Bosley. Not the hair transplant Bosley. No. That's a different guy. But you always saw, you, you never got to see Charlie, so they could absolutely use John Forsythe's voice because you don't see him anyway. Exactly. And it's not like Mission Impossible where somebody has to tell them what the mission is. He just gets us, hey, good morning, angels. Now, not that Bosley, yes, the former uh, Yankee great, no. But so, uh, does that look good to you, Robin? I, I think it looks good. I like it. I like that's it. That's a November release, so that's one of the, what'll be one of the Thanksgiving movies that come out. I like it. I'm going to wait till it goes to DVR, straight to DVR. No, it'll, it'll do all right. But there's no new ideas in Hollywood. And I love Elizabeth Banks. And she's the one that's executive producing it. I think she's directing it, too. Is she? I, I, I think so, yeah. Anyway, you know, I told you, I, you know my Elizabeth Banks story, right? Do you have the pictures of me and Elizabeth Banks in the studio? Uh, when I was in L.A., she came out with her husband. Her husband is from Philly, went to Penn. Mm-hmm. And so she obviously has a lot of Philly connections. Yes. And she's beautiful, and she's a great talent, and she's done so many things. You know I'm what one of her original life. big roles was? What was it? That people didn't realize? Invincible. Remember, oh, that's she, right. played she played Vince yes. Papali's wife in the movie. That is correct. In Invincible. Right. Yeah. Elizabeth Banks. The girlfriend, at least. 
And she's the host of Press Your Luck, which is another and game show they're bringing back. Thank you, Swedish Tech. They had a scene right up the street here on a, which is now a it's restaurant. It's a Mexican restaurant, yes. Yeah, La Pistola. But it, no, it's Jose Pistolas. Jose, not La Pistola. Oh. Who are you now, Cory Booker, <laughs> or you Beto O'Rourke? And um, I got my, I got your La Pistola right here, baby. It was and empty. it ain't firing blanks. It was empty for the longest, <laughs> longest, longest time, and they had a scene right outside in front of it. Not Mr. Cunningham, uh, Howard Bosley. I think he died too, didn't he? Yes. Is Robert Forsyth still alive or not, Robin? Can you do a quick uh, Google search? There's no way that man is still alive. What do you mean there's like no way? Old, he was old like a long time ago. So what? So were a lot of people. So was Joe Biden. So was Trump. So was Bernie Sanders. So was uh, Phil Regan. He died. Oh, no. Wait a minute, Robin. In 2010. Damn it. The no-hitter has been broken up in the top of the sixth. No. By the New York Metropolitans. Just a little uh, crappy little bloop in the center field right over second base. And all of a sudden, Aaron Nola's no-hitter. Top of the sixth with no outs. And that damn Jeff McNeil guy who just wears the Phillies out up at the dish. Nothing, nothing ball game. Top of the sixth. Moving along quickly because nobody wants to sit out here on a getaway Thursday and watch baseball. And by the way, that was not Mr. Cunningham who played Bosley. It was David Doyle who played Bosley, who was not Mr. Cunningham. No, he's talking about Mr. Bosley, not the one in Charlie's Angels. Oh, oh, okay. Come on, Robin, what's the matter with you? Sorry. What's the matter I with thought you? you were trying to say that... Mr. C- it was Richie, that was the in Happy Days. Yeah, I know. Bosley was the guy who was Mr. Cunningham. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. David Doyle did not play Mr. Cunningham. In the Happy Days movies? In the Happy Days TV show. The guy whose name was, was, the guy's name was Bosley. Not the character's name. The guy's real name was Bosley. Robin, again, do I have to really, I really hate to do it. Especially on a hot day like this, but I, I just, I just hate to do this to you, Robin. But if I don't do it, the audience is going to do it. Okay. What do you mean I'm wrong? I'm not wrong. See, I was not the only one. I was not the only one that was confused, Tony Bruno. Yes, Tom Bosley played Mr. Cunningham. Exactly. That's what yes. I'm talking about, Tom Bosley. You confused us because we no, were I thinking didn't. that you were saying... No, because... Anyway, we got it straightened out. Yes. And that's all that matters on the show. Tom Bosley, the actor, played Mr. Cunningham on Happy Days. And welcome, Michael in Tennessee, by the way. Yes. I think, have, have, I, have we seen that name here before? I believe so, yes. I believe so. Well, welcome. We are glad John you're here. John Forsyth, we can confirm now, along with Generalissimo Francisco Franco, is in fact dead. Let's pour one out for him. I can't find my, my pour out sound. I got to get a new one in there. And for those of you who I, I don't see like a little emblem in front of it, I want to make sure that you are at least following the show. Uh-huh. So if you are logging on for the first time, make sure that you have, no matter what else, you have at least clicked on the little red, or follow, excuse me, follow, the, purple, follow. the purple heart above the video so that you follow the show and that you are getting messages whenever we go live. Um, anything that happens, you will at least get a message on your um, phone. Make sure that you've downloaded the mobile app because that's the one that sends you the messages 
no matter where you are because you're carrying your phone with you all the time. It will still send you messages on your um, desktop, but if you don't happen to be there, you're not going to see it. So download the mobile app, even if you are not planning on watching the show on the mobile app. At least you'll then get the notifications. And tick, um, you know, click on the little, the little purple heart. Then, if you like us, you really, really, really like us, and you don't want to miss out on any of the archive shows, just in case you can't see it live, then subscribe either by, um, if you have an Amazon Prime account, so you get all your free shipping, uh-huh. you can link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and boom, you get Twitch Prime for free. That's right, folks. Free. free? And when you have a free Twitch Prime account, then you can subscribe to one show, which of course you're going to choose the Bruno Nation Live show. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can subscribe to Bruno Nation Live for free once a month. You just re-up every single month, and then you get a Twitch Prime free membership to the Bruno Nation Live. If you don't have Amazon Prime, or if you're already subscribing to something else and you would like to support this show by subscribing so that you don't miss out on any of the extra stuff like you see people being able to do their walk-on sounds and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you can only do that through tier one or higher memberships um you can you can actually subscribe it's only four dollars and 99 cents a month which is like nothing i mean wouldn't you want to buy us a, a a drink at least once a month exactly that's all it is yeah it's not even no that's that's you can't get it you can't even get a crappy beer for five dollars a month, exactly. And so, Robin gets her beer for nine, it's nine dollars a bottle. Yeah, which you can do nine dollars and ninety nine cents to. That's tier two. Oh. No, but for at least four dollars and ninety nine cents a month, you can become a oh, tier God. one subscriber, <laughs> and then you get even more extra stuff um, as well. So thank you very much for everybody who has already subscribed, and uh, we would love to see you more. Exactly. So the no-hitters busted up. It was a seeing-eye single, which I don't think you can say anymore because that's, uh, that's offensive. You can't say disabled list in baseball. It's now the injured list. A.J. Marcus is saying, hey, where's my badge, yo? I don't know, A.J. Marcus. How A.J. Marcus, I do not see a badge for you either. So how No have... stinking badges. You should have one, so I don't know why because I think that you've subscribed. How have you subscribed? How do I know? I'm asking him. Oh, because I don't know. I can't see from here while I'm doing the show live. Anyway, moving on. Meanwhile. Okay. I like when I could play a sound effect of me and then have people not realize that I'm talking at the same time. You know what meanwhile, I mean? Meanwhile. Yes. Meanwhile, we'll have a Florida update today. Yes, we will. And it had nothing to do with being hot and sticky, which it always is this time of the year. We'll have that. We'll also have uh, keep you up to date on the baseball action. The no-no broken up, but it's still nothing, nothing. Mets and Phillies, they're in the top of the sixth. Mets have a man on and two outs. And uh, and, we- and Aranola, by the way, 82 pitches in the top of the sixth. So not too bad. You know, these guys are going five innings and getting out of there, but they're getting a good outing today. By the way, the last time you pitched. We also have a crazy professor update. Yes, but the last time Aranola pitched pretty good 10 strikeouts he only gave up a run in that game they lost against Miami when they were swept by the Marlins in a 2-1 loss and Zach Wheeler he uh he had five strikeouts only one run when the uh, Mets beat the Cubs over the weekend so we got a pitching duel going on and it's nothing nothing here in Philly meanwhile the other scores let me get you up to date Texas leads Detroit 2-0 they're in the bottom of the sixth 
Tampa Bay and your Minnesota Twinkies, 2-2. Twins have been uh, sputtering. How about the Pittsburgh Pirates? Hot again. They lead the Houston Astros in Houston, 6-0. They're in the top of the third. Bottom of the third, Seattle-Milwaukee still scoreless. Top of the third, the Atlanta Braves and Chicago Cubs underway at Wrigley Field in the final game of that series. 1-1, Braves and Cubbies, top of the third. All the other action is under the lights. Not at the beginning because it'll be light, and then they have to turn the lights on later when it gets darker. That's how it works in summertime. You understand, Robin? Yes. You following me? We'll have a poop there it is update, too, from Florida today. Poop there! Crappy beer is always available here in Rochester. It's called Genesee Cream Ale. Hey, I grew up as a... As a punk kid on the streets, lost, smoking at age 11, looking for alcohol, drugs, and firearms. Well, not actually firearms. We used to have, like, uh, stupid firecrackers and stuff. Yeah, those That's little, what we did. Cherry. No, not the snappers. We didn't have those popper things where you threw them down. You love those We'd things. get little. Yeah, I, I like them now because they don't hurt anybody. We used to get the cherry bombs. And we used to get the, uh, you know what the cherry bombs or hammerheads they were called? They're like uh. little silver. They looked like little dynamite, dynamite sticks. And they'd have a fuse in them. Uh-huh. And then we would put that like in some broken down car in the trunk and try to blow it open, hoping there was something in there, a dead body or something. That's but it didn't. crazy. But that, but that was like an abandoned car. It wasn't like somebody's property. It was like a broken down, abandoned car. But the trunk was still there and locked. So we would get our little hammerheads and put them in there and then go, boom! And it never would blow open the trunk because they weren't really that strong. They just made a loud noise. That was my misguided ute. And yes, I was a ute. I used to buy loose cigarettes, Robin. I think we should go back to that. Except in San Francisco, where you can't smoke cigarettes or e-cigarettes. Yeah, now they but just But you pass can smoke a pound of weed anywhere you want. No freaking sense. Meanwhile, <laughs> let's get back to the business, Robin. In fact, let's go down to Florida, shall we? Are you ready to go down there, Robin? No, we, we have two different Florida stories. I want the one, uh, the poop, there it is, update. Ah, uh, didn't I already give you the little teaser, that, you, the little, just a tip well, for just you, a second? You, you tease me all the time. No, that's not, we're not doing football right now. I'm sorry. My, I got, my fingers are too loose. She said that once, and she said it again. Matt's now with Matt on first and second, and Todd Frazier is up in a nothing-nothing ball game. Yeah, he's got an 0-2 count. First and second, nobody out. Matt's threatening here in the top of the sixth inning. And now Aaron Nola's up to 88 pitches, as I was saying. Oh, you know, he's not doing too bad. But he's going to go at least six. And we'll keep an eye on that for you. But meanwhile, are you ready almost, Robin, to go down to Florida? Yeah. Oh, what a stop by Gene Segura. And Todd Frazier throws down the helmet in disgust as Todd Father Todd Frazier hits a screamer. To Segura, and I'm not talking about line. Yeah, it was a liner, one bounce, and he went down to his knees and put the glove up, grabbed it, popped up, and threw him out. And as Todd Frazier's crossing first base, he double-handed that helmet and threw it down and threw it down hard. What a great play by Gene Segura. Dude. Meanwhile, let's go to Florida now, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you know how... Wait a minute, I have to hit the open first. Oh, sorry. Jesus, Robin. Down to Florida. We welcome you to the Sunshine State. 
They're kicking back and soaking up the rays Every day in Florida And you know what they say If it ain't happening, it's happening in Florida Now you know, we're going to Dateline North Lauderdale North Lauderdale Lauderdale, not Fort Lauderdale, North Lauderdale well, It's the same area as well yes. as, yeah, It's like there's North Philly and South Philly and then there's Philly. You know how we we have signs all over Tony Bruno that says, uh, "Stay off my lawn." Uh, don't allow your you know. Pick that up tells you old people have to stay right. off my lawn sign. Pick up, pick up the uh, dog poop. Yeah. Uh, all of that, and we 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 have issues here where I love the signs that say, uh, "People who don't have their dog on a leash subject to a three hundred dollar fine." Yeah. When was the last time someone was fined, or someone was fined for not picking up poop when they're walking your dog? Well. That happens throughout most of the country, including here in Pennsylvania, where you're supposed to pick up after your dog. Well, Florida said, hold my beer. Well, they always say, hold my beer. I mean, come on, Robin. In Florida, there is a problem where apparently, why don't I just play the video? Oh, we go. To, uh, let's go to the tape. Let's, let's go to the video. This is a situation that was developing in Florida. And the bottom line is, and this they was, don't take any shit in Florida. They well, they give it instead. <laughs> this is this is a Ring.com video capture of somebody's driveway. When it comes on for you to go. You have to go. Wilson Thomas is trying to be understanding, but you can imagine his frustration when he saw this on his home surveillance cameras. Some dude dropping a deuce on his driveway. He could have drove himself right towards the left in the fence towards the coconut tree mm -hmm. and do what he want to do there. That would be no problem. But in my driveway... Thomas says it was around 4 p.m. Saturday afternoon. He was at work when this green car pulls up. Just open his door and just start to pull his shirt all the way over and then stoop down. And that was it. Then just as quickly as he arrived, the party pooper drives off, leaving his shirt and his stool behind. Thomas says when he got home, it was too late to take care of it right away, so he waited until Sunday morning to take on the turd. I went in the hot sun, scrape it up, pour it into a bag, and then I pour bleach, and then I the, wash the whole thing off. Now Thomas says he's ready to put this smelly situation behind him. He just wants an apology from the person responsible. Knock and said, man, you know what? I had an emergency, which I, I had nowhere to go, and this is where I had was to do what I have to do. Hey, you know what I say, Robin? That's what I, how about that guy? How nice was he? I would have been out there. I would have flipped that little car over, first of all, myself. I would have picked it up, turned it over. At least the guy opened the door so nobody could see his face when he was... Well, and then, like, if you... if For the brief glimpse before they, like, uh, blurred it out, you can see that it was diarrhea, too. Ah, I mean, uh, dude. Did he use his shirt as the, uh, as the to toilet wipe, paper? To wipe himself, I there think. There it is! Poop! There it is! I mean, why? why would you let the poop sit there till Sunday morning? Well, he probably he got home really, really late, like after midnight. That's just disgusting. Oh, man. You take the turd, leave the cannoli. That's what I always say. Yeah. 
The David Caruso should have been there with CSI Miami to just do a tool a stool sample. Or Tim the Tool Man Tyler or whatever his name was should be Taylor. there. That shit some that's some shit there, ain't it? Ay <laughs> Sometimes you park, sometimes you take a shit. Crack it up now, Robin. This is tag team, man. They're back in town. I take a phone call for five minutes and come back and poop. There it is, is on. Yes. I love the guy, though. What kind of accent did he have? He wasn't Jamaican, was he? No, I think he was like Ethiopian or That guy may was Jamaican him crazy taking the shit in front of his house. Well, listen, we've all done it. Not poop. I, Bryce Harper has just left the yard, ladies and gentlemen. On a, a first pitch swinging in the bottom of the sixth inning, 438-foot bomb. And the Phillies take the lead. The exit velocity, if you're scoring at home, 110.4 miles per hour. And on first pitch, swinging right down the middle of the plate, and he got all of it. Bryce Harper cranks it. Stands there, admires it. Watches it go almost all the way up to Tony Luke level. To try to get a couple of uh, maybe a nice pork sandwich with broccoli rob and a little provolone cheese. Hey, sounds good right about now. You're damn right. Bryce Harper has given the Phillies a lead, bottom of the sixth, off of Zach Wheeler, yo. Meanwhile, it went into Tony Luke's. I called it as accurately as you can call it. It's a good job out of me. That's what I do. That's who I am. Speaking of Jamaica, the very next uh, video that came on this news Uh Uh-huh, what was it? Jamaica, Queens? An uh, LMU student uh, from Torrance, California was in the Bahamas with her family, 21 years old, and was killed by sharks. Today? Um, I mean, I, re- obviously, is this is this fresh news? I didn't see this story. Yeah, I can, I can play it. I just, it's just, I, I haven't seen it yet, so I'd, hold on, let me see if it starts off with I the, You were showing me this video of this dog that was in the water near oh, the beach, and then the I shark know. starts going after the dog, and then all these other dogs go out and try to, like, shush the, uh, and it's the shark, shark away. It was a big shark. It wasn't that huge. The shark was too close in shallow water. Feet. But you know what the shark saw? What a shark sees yeah, when you saw the movie Jaws. The, the, the dog was dog right. paddling in shallow water. Mm-hmm. The shark's coming up close to the beach. That wasn't a great white. No, 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 no. It was like a, a small reef shark. I don't know if it was a reef shark, shark or what. Or whatever. But, but this one, um, uh, a 21-year-old woman from Torrance was attacked by three sharks and killed while snorkeling with her family in the Bahamas. It's wow. Nice. Here, let me see. I'll, I, Is I, there a video? I, I, you know, well, it's obviously video. summer. And uh, and that's what happens. Reeks Hoskins is not happy with the call Thursday. Again. Okay. Tonight, that shark attack victim has been identified as 21-year-old Lin- Jordan Lindsay of Torrance. She was a student at Loyola Marymount University. Oh, wow. Investigators in the Bahamas say Lindsay was on a snorkeling trip with the Sandy Toes Excursion Company near Rose Island in the Bahamas when several sharks swam into the area where the snorkelers were. Police say her parents were with her when it happened. They yelled at Lindsay to get her attention, but she couldn't hear them. Lindsay suffered devastating injuries 
injuries in that shark attack. One of her arms was severed. Ugh. The Royal Bahamas police force says she was rushed to a local hospital, but she could not be saved. Her father, Michael Lindsay, released a statement tonight saying, quote, Jordan was such a great daughter. We already miss her terribly. She was so caring. She loved all animals. It's ironic she would die being attacked by a shark. Jordan Lindsay was on that Bahamas trip with her mom and dad, two brothers and a sister, and one of her best friends. The U.S. Embassy working now to bring her body back to California. Wow, that's sad. Wow. You know, you and I snorkel a lot. We see sharks. You're afraid of them. You know, you, you can tell the difference between a Nerf shark and you know, and they're big, and Robin followed one. But, you know, the, the black tip and the black tip reef sharks don't normally attack people. No. And that's what you see a lot out there. You don't see great whites. You don't see Makos when you're snorkeling for the most part, right. especially in the Bahamas. It's going to be a reef shark of some kind. Mm -hmm. And the black tip reef sharks or the white tip reef sharks, when you see one, you get a little, uh, you know, you get when we're snorkeling and I see a black tip or white tip reef shark, I immediately start getting a little, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not scared, leave. but you know, you don't, you don't panic. You just swim back to the boat or swim back to shore. Yeah, panicking is the worst thing that you can do. And I swear, I mean, you, you hear your heart in your head so much louder all of a sudden and you're like with their sonar they're going to hear it they're going to hear my heartbeat they're going to hear it panicky but um, just uh, anyway I don't know if it was Sad. a Mako I don't think it was a, again I, I, didn't, I, I don't have uh, this is the first I'm hearing of this yeah, story I have no idea normally when you're snorkeling in the Bahamas unless they were way out on a boat you know you go on those shore excursions where yeah. you go out on a boat and you're out in deeper water and there's a reef most people when they, when they think of reefs a lot of the uh, reefs, like in Roatan and mm -hmm. Honduras, where we go, the reefs are right there off the right. beach. So you don't even have to get on a boat. You just swim. You right walk there. into the water, and you go under, and then you start swimming around. Or if we were on a boat in the British Virgin Islands on our 45-foot lagoon, mm -hmm. which we don't own, by the way. It's one of our timeshare boats. And you're going out, but you're, you're, in, you're pretty much still in shallow water. You're not going in 50 feet. You're yeah. pretty much going in, and you're snorkeling in, in shallow water close to the reefs, close to the shore, and close to a boat. That doesn't mean you can't be attacked by sharks. Right, and the Makos, by the way, are the fastest sharks in the ocean. They're amazingly fast, and they're usually in way deep water. Yeah, they don't, exactly. They're not... Makos are not coming. Makos are still trying to get your card stuff done for like the <laughs> under $1,000 for a dent. Anyway, it's very rare. It's rare that something like that happens. Most sharks don't even, they, they, they don't hunt humans. They don't usually go after, it's usually, it's a mistaken identity thing. So it's sad, very sad. It is. You know, and that's what happens in the summertime. You go on vacations, even it doesn't matter what time of the year it is. I mean, you go to the Bahamas in the wintertime, you know, the water's still warm. Mm -hmm. You go to the, the Caribbean, that's where people go in right. December, January, February, because the water's still warm. It gets dark earlier, but it's definitely not a Mako. And I don't know what's faster, the black tip or the white tip. Any bigger. kind of tip. Uh, he, uh, Bruno's storage unit was asking what's bigger, the black tip oh, or the white tip. Oh, they're about the same size. Yeah. It's just that you look at their fins, mm -hmm. and that's where you see the tip is white. Or black. Or black. This is the kind of scientific... You don't get this with Jacques Cousteau's grandkids on Science Channel or Travel Channel. This is good deep diving. Not since Sea Hunt... When Lloyd Bridges took his sons down underwater on TV back in the 60s, did you know that Jeff and his other brother? Yeah, I know. Bo they were, were on a TV show with their dad called Sea Hunt. It was and they fantastic. were all, they were like, the dad was like an underwater policeman, 
He was doing looking for crimes down there. They were just usually trolling for chicks in the water. Was he a was he a water policeman or was he a scientist? I don't remember what he was, but I know they actually did scuba dive, right. not snorkel. They scuba dived on that show. Yeah, that's good scuba knowledge right there. That was kind of like in the same era as uh, Flipper, the Flipper show. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. They, they, they never ran in. They should have done a one of those shows you know, where they cross the two shows together, yeah. have a combination of Sea Hunt, not Mike. Mike wasn't in it though, in that show. They were going to do a spinoff, Sea Hunt, and then Mike Hunt, which is one of my favorite scams to pull when I worked in radio stations uh-huh. where there was a PA system and then there was a receptionist. Remember those days? Speaking of scams, <laughs> I don't know how I missed it yesterday, but I just saw the John Kincaid thread on Twitter. When that we was were ripping talking. Joe West the other day? So you were ripping Joe West and it, he's had, it's a long time rippage history as far as you are concerned. And it's again, I don't rip people just to rip. It's not my style to be critical. But It you, never has been, never will be. So for those of you, little history <laughs> lesson, John Kincaid was a caller. Exactly. That used to call in to your show. Big hockey guy. He and Mike Keenan were working together when Keenan was the coach of the Flyers. Mike, a local guy. I mean, uh, John, a local guy. Right. Grew up here, went to school here, and now has been in, in, in Atlanta radio for decades. And you were back then on full-time. On WIP, on Doug, the morning show. On the morning show. And with- I always just come up with the zany ideas of doing stupid stuff. Like, remember when the when veteran stadium walls were just wood and they didn't have – you don't remember this. No. But, but they, they didn't have padding on the outfield walls in Major League ballparks. You know, in Chicago, they still don't because they have the vines out there. The, it's uh, the, just like green, painted green wood, right? Yeah. And guys would run into the walls and get hurt. And so I did one of those, you know, we got to get padding. I mean, if the Phillies are too cheap, then I'll call. So I called a, a mattress company, Dial-A-Mattress. That's who I call. Remember Dial-A-Mattress? I vaguely remember You leave that. the last S off for savings. So I called them on the air and I said, can you bring a couple of mattresses down to Veteran Stadium? And we'll go out there. I know the ground crew guys. And we'll go out there and hang, just basically shame the Phillies into doing the right thing and putting padding on the outfield walls, for God's sake. So there were actual mattresses on the outfield Well, wall? no, they wouldn't. They, so I, I, they, we they went along with it. The Phillies ground, Mike DeMuzio and the Phillies ground crew guys said, hey, okay, we'll do this. So we went out there and we videoed it. And I did a whole bit. I did it live on the air. Hey, we got the mattresses here. And I interviewed the mattress guy, interviewed Mike DeMuzio, who was the head of the, the entire DeMuzio family were involved somehow in the grounds crew. I think there's still some of them around. And then Mike moved up the food chain and became an executive with the Phillies because he was there forever. So we put the mattresses up, and then, obviously, they weren't going to let us leave it up there because you can't have regular mattresses, but they did finally start putting the cushions on the walls as a result of this kind of outrage, having fun with something that was a problem, Uh and by shaming them in a fun way, we got the problem fixed. Now, So so anyway, so then Mike DeMuzio says, hey, uh... Can I keep one of those mattresses? I don't see why not. I just gave them all this free publicity. Dial a mattress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't let them keep a mattress. They were going to take those mattresses they back? They did take Yeah, They knew it was just for promotional purposes and just for a bit. That's an hour. But then I said, Mike says, well, you know, I'm going to have to come in there and we have to do this in the morning because we're on morning drive, 6 to 10. Yeah. So I had Mike come all the way over, open up the stadium for me to go in there, go on the field, bring the mattress guy in. And he wouldn't even give him a damn mattress. Wow. That's cheap. That is cheap. That's why I never bought a mattress from Dial a Mattress. That's And just I never, weird. ever will. Total outrage. But, it is. Let me give but, them one of these. But back to John Kincaid. So John Kincaid. So those are the kind of zany bits we would do. Yes. 
you know, wing ball, dumb stuff. So John Kincaid and, and Joe West was in town. This is during the 93 Phillies year where they went to the World Series and they lose to Toronto. And Joe West made a couple of dumb calls. And then people were doing zany things uh-huh. like going, calling a room service and setting up room service or setting off a fire alarm, which right. I don't encourage anywhere, yeah, shape, or time. That's not a good idea. But people do that. You know, they right. try to keep the uh, opposing teams awake right. in the hotels so they when they get find a good night out. Rest. Exactly. So all that kind of stuff, which still happens to this day. I don't condone it. But Joe West, so John Kincaid actually borrowed a. a, a a jacket from one of the room service guys uh-huh. and actually went up to Joe West's hotel room here in a Philadelphia hotel to knock on the door and say room service just to wake his ass up early in the morning. Okay. And he did not appreciate it. But he was delivering something from room service. No, there was is- never I don't I don't I don't know. I don't remember because yes, I wasn't there so with him. John Kincaid said that you told him that he needed to deliver this to to Joe West. Right. In the, okay, but I don't was, remember the specifics. A, I just remember that he went to his room platter, with a room service. A platter of carrots. That's right. That's what it was. It was a platter of Exa- carrots. Because to, he can't see and he couldn't make Im- calls. So to, to improve, improve his, his eyesight. eyesight. Yes. That's a great job right there, Robin. And John Kincaid went along with it, and Joe West was not happy with yes. his carrots. And so Joe, so John Kincaid was rehashing that memory because it was uh, the 20-year anniversary or 25-year anniversary of that incident. Exactly. And the funny thing is, is that now Joe West, again, he needs to... Well, I mean, he's getting older. He's not, getting, you, know, we don't, so his, you don't get better, he gets older. His eyesight has gotten worse, if anything. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now through seven... Aaron Nola is through seven. 